I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. All right, so in case you missed it, uh, on Friday, uh, looks like Trump uh, was... Was a little upset over the $83 million verdict. It was a lawsuit by E. Jean Carroll. Actually, that's that's not correct. The person who gave her the money for this case is one of the top Democratic donors in the country. Isn't that something? Isn't it interesting? If you don't know what's going on, in 2019, E. Jean Carroll came forward with a rape claim against Trump in her forthcoming book, What Do We Need Men For?, was the name of the book, A Modest Proposal. Uh, in an excerpt of which ran June in the uh, New York Magazine, Trump responded to Carol's claim that the sexual assault, that she sexually assaulted her, I'm sorry, Trump responded to Carol's claim that he sexually assaulted her in a high-end department store dressing room around 1996 by saying she was dishonest and a political operative. Well, I don't know. Everything she does is backed by, again, one of the top three donors to the Democrat Party. But that aside, that never comes up anywhere in any of the media reports. Carol sued him for defamation. As the statute of limitation barred her from suing over the assault, which, by the way, and I'm just going to tell you, this is all stuff you can look up. She doesn't know when it happened, what year it happened, what season it was, what she was wearing, where exactly she was. She said it was in the department store, which by the way, interestingly enough, if you've ever been in the department store, I used to work in Montgomery Wards here at the Interstate Mall on I-4 and 436, which is now a theater. Mm-hmm. We had so many security cameras, that, I mean, that you couldn't see a ceiling tile that didn't have a camera on it. Wow. And that was a long time ago. So right around the time they invented fire. <laughs> so how is there no video? There's no video, especially by the fitting rooms where people generally steal stuff. Mm-hmm. No video. She can't remember when it was, where she was, what she was wearing, what he was wearing, all that. Of course, they'll use the excuse that, you know, oh, uh, you know, the trauma erased all those memories. Okay. Let me ask you something. Here's another subject. You sent me this meme. I have it right here. Good. And it's 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 kind of maddening when you when you look at it this way. So uh, they didn't believe Paula Jones when she clu- accused Bill Clinton. A rape. They didn't believe Tara Reid when she said Joe Biden pushed her up against the wall and shoved his hand down her skirt. And yeah, and 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 pretty much assaulted her on the stairway. But they believe Eugene Carroll. Eugene Carroll, who by the way painted a bunch of trees around her property blue. I know that doesn't make any. What does that have to do with the case? Not much. It just speaks to her cuckoo ness. No, yeah, the whole video is weird. She has it 
uh, painted black and white stripe. She calls it the mouse house. She has mice that live in the house and she names them. It's weird. We'll play that in just a second. Anyway, the lawsuit went on to trial April 2023 as the jury found that Trump sexually abused and defamed her. Judge Lewis Kaplan decided that these findings would be accepted as fact in the second trial, which is a defamation trial, because after the first trial, Trump said she was a kook and she's lying. Now, the jurors weighed the damages. Originally, they were asking for $13 million. That was the attorneys for Ms. Carroll. Um, it turns out the jury... See, a lot of things enter into this. you got to understand New York's 90% Democrat, liberal, you know, people, uh, and they vote that way. So the jury pool wasn't, you know, what are the chances of the jury pool being evenly divided between conservatives and liberal? Zero. Okay. So now you got that. You got a liberal judge. You can look him up. Mm-hmm. He's a liberal judge. He votes all Democrat down the line all the time. It's in New York. They've been taught to hate Trump over the last seven years. What do you think the verdict's going to be? Well, they asked for $13 million. The jury awarded Ms. Carroll $83 million. Didn't Trump's lawyer, what's her name, Alina Haba, didn't she say that that she, I don't know if she has proof, but she speculated that the judge was paid $500,000 to rule in E. Jean Carroll's favor? Oh, I don't know. She said that? That was a big, yeah, that was a big story that I, I didn't saw. see that one. Well, anyway, I wouldn't be surprised, but, you know, that would be against the law. So anyway, uh, E. Jean Carroll said that the tone of Trump's denials destroyed her reputation by impugning, okay, by uh, calling her dishonest. And that laid her journalism career to waste. She wrote a sex column. That's her journalistic career. It didn't lay to waste. Now she's more popular than ever before. More people know her name than ever before, but that never entered into this whole thing. Now here she is with Anderson Cooper. This is when the book came out. And I want you to be the judge. You listen to her and tell me what you think of her testimony and the accuracy and credibility of it when you hear something like this with Anderson Cooper. And that's what it would play. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not sexual. It hurt. You know. But I think most people think of rape as a. I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. Yeah, I think most sexual. people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. Oh God. <laughs> she's gross and she's weird. All right, now let's get to the part I was alluding to just a few minutes ago. She uh, gets awarded $83.3 million for the defamation lawsuit. But this whole thing was subsidized by Reed Hoffman, a billionaire capitalist and mega donor to the Democrat Party and left-wing causes. Yeah. Well, it says here, too, her, her, uh, her lawyer... Roberta Kaplan, is that her lawyer, um, urged jurors, I guess it was in the closing argument, uh, to punish Trump enough that he would stop a steady stream of public statements smearing Carol as a, a whack job. So that the the lawyer, her lawyer gets in front of the jury and he's like, I know we're only asking for this much, but we need to punish Trump. So do what you see fit. Yeah. Really? So, can you do that, though? Can one rich guy just like, all right, I'm going to pay for your whole trial. Judge, here's some money. Everybody make sure this goes down. Dude, nobody knows about that. And does he get a cut now that she's got $83 million? No, the cut for him is power, access to power. He gets, you know, he gets Trump. He doesn't, none of these people want Trump in office. Yeah, but I mean, say you pay for this person's trial 
and they oh, win a bunch get, of money. And he's yeah. like, all right, now I coughed up the you know bill for your lawyers and your attorneys. He'll get 3,000 favors back from the Democrat Party mm-hmm. in the way of whatever his business is. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And here's Scott Lebedo. He's a patriot, an artist in New York. He paints the most incredible looking American flags. He's got a museum up there. It's amazing. But he's also a conservative activist. Wasn't he on TV for a while? Yep. And he doesn't mince words when he talks about this case. $83 million this t- awful got. Google this chick's name. Look at the videos. Look at the psychopathic maniac that she is. And the jury and judge just awarded her $83 million from Donald Trump. Do you understand the situation that we are in in this country? The desecration and the defecation on our Constitution. $83 million. That judge. That liberal, America-hating, Constitution-hating piece of And the jury, those useless This is unfathomable. Yes, this is, I had so much anxiety wow. listening to that because I was so nervous Jeez. you were going to miss one. I have, <laughs> the dump, I have the dump button ready. I could at least save one. That's my speech in my shower. Wow. <laughs> All right, the top local story, two Palm Bay police officers are recovering after being shot by a gunman. This happened yesterday. The gunman and a civilian were killed. In a news conference Sunday, uh, Palm Bay Police Chief Mario Aguello said officers were called out to a domestic disturbance. Those are the worst calls I hear. When officers arrived, they encountered an armed man. That man has been identified as 25-year-old Brandon Coppas. He was uh, leaving the residence when officers arrived and refused to comply with verbal commands. There was then an exchange of gunfire between coppers and officers, resulting in two officers being injured, both officers being treated and are expected to survive. So um, police said a person was killed by coppers before officials arrived at the scene. Coppers was shot and killed following a brief pursuit by Palm Bay police officers. Good job, Palm Bay cops. Right. So uh, down to the border. Now, this is funny because um, actually it's not funny. It's very tragic. But down at the border, we're setting new records. I can't wait to see what the January numbers are going to look like. We'll have those in about half a week or so. December was a record breaker, and they keep going up because they keep recounting everything to make sure it's accurate. Mm-hmm. And we originally thought it was 302,000 crossings. Now it's up to 308,000 crossings. It's a Whoa. record uh, illegal crossing at the border. It's out of control. And you know what's going on between de- Texas and the Biden administration? Texas put up razor wire in a park down in Texas. And the Border Patrol was not allowed in that area. And then Biden took it to... Biden took this issue to the Supreme Court because Texas dared to protect itself from an invasion. Mm. Because now what we're noticing, according to the FBI, if you want some credibility... Well, (laughs) that's questionable. But those of you who believe that the FBI is still a credible institution, and I'm sure that 80% of the workers there, the agents are, you know, honest people. But there's a big top echelon there that a bunch of corrupt people are, are, you know, manipulating the situation at the border. But the FBI has reported that this is an invasion of 18 to 34-year-old men. Of course. Military age, Mm -hmm. military fit. These aren't a bunch of fat slobs that are coming over here with backpacks, with similar contents. It's amazing. And nobody knows about it. Half the country's not told about it by the media. What's what's in the backpacks? Uh, Stuff for a war to attack us from the inside, obviously. 
Really? They, like guns and stuff? No, they got? no. There's no guns or anything like that. But it's the similarity of the way they're dressed, the way they look, and the way they're all it's kind of in shape. Yeah, it's mm. very strange. But the FBI says, officials have warned, in a letter they sent January 17th to the White House, uh, 10 FBI senior executives said the migrant crisis is the most... Uh, dangerous one we've ever had in the United States. In its modern history, the U.S. has never suffered an invasion of the homeland, and yet one is unfolding now, and we need to do something quickly. According to the Terrorist Screening Center Director Timothy Healy, uh, this is officially an invasion, and Texas called it an invasion. They declared one. They have every right to protect their state. Biden comes along, gets the Supreme Court, only to order the Border Patrol to go take down the razor wire, but never said that Governor Abbott cannot put up more razor wire. He just keeps putting it back up. He keeps putting it back up. They keep taking it down. So now we're close to 600 plus military age men crossing the border. Nobody seems to do anything about it or say anything to anybody. You got Sonny Hoiston on The View saying, which is, by the way, a news organization on ABC News, says, oh, this isn't a crisis. It's not a crisis. What? It's something that has been an issue in our country from the very beginning. In fact, the Bush administration and right after, he said his biggest regret was not being able to do more on immigration. Bush said that. Then Obama comes along and really is the only president in my lifetime that has done something. He did DACA, right? He got that Dreamers Act passed by the Democrats. And the other part about immigration is it's not the problem that Republicans say it is. No, it's a bigger problem than we thought, actually. It's uh, it's affecting every city now, Montana even, of all places. And, of course, a lot of them are moving here to Orlando, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Tampa. Well, did you see, I think what a lot of people, the issue people are having is, um, I saw a couple of situations. One was, I think it's the Boston airport. I was telling you about this, right? Yeah. So they have a, a big black, um, what do you call it? Uh, screen put up all around the airport and on the other side of the screen is where they're housing a lot of migrants and they have beds laid out and so people are going... Why do they got them behind a special curtain? Because they're trying to keep it secret and then they have like this third party security there that's guarding it. It's not cops, it's not government. Um, So the people are going there and they're filming and you'll hear people from the other side of the curtain be like, stop filming, no pictures. And they're like, bitch, you're in my country. I'll do whatever I want to. And so there's this big, and now they're overflowing from behind the curtain. So now they have them out in the open and the people uh, that are... Americans that need to go to the Boston airport are having to stand outside in the cold because they don't want to be in there with thousands and thousands and thousands of illegal immigrants. And then when they go to, what's the hotel? Roosevelt Hotel in New yeah, York? New York, yeah. That's like the... Well, that's been full of migrants all, all right. along. So there's this video where the cops, the New York cops, are sitting there and they're like, okay, I guess they're ushering them into the hotel. So, you know, just like any line, you get to a certain point, you're like, okay, stop, wait here, let's th- let them go in and then... When there's room, then we let you guys in, right? Mm-hmm. So he says to this one guy, okay, hold up right there, hold up. And the guy keeps walking. He's like, no, hold up. He's like, get out of my face. And he's like, no, you need to stop. I told you to stop. And so they're becoming really unruly in the sense of this entitlement. Like, we belong here and we're going to take over your country. And that's what's super concerning to a lot of people, specifically in those cities. Right. Now, Governor Abbott's uh, next step is to not only ignore what uh, Biden's asking, and the Supreme Court really didn't make a ruling saying he couldn't put up more razor wire, but there's another aspect to this that uh, probably didn't get any coverage either. A lot of Democrats are calling for Biden to take over, federalize the National Guard in Texas. The unfortunate thing there for Mr. Biden is that 25 other states are you know, urging Governor Abbott to stand 
stand his ground. And even if they nationalize the uh, National Guard in Texas, all these other states will sell their National Guard troops down to Texas. This is starting to smell like a little bit of a civil war. But it's not getting any coverage. Now, Tucker was asked, what would you do if the administration declares that it plans to federalize the National Guard of the state of Texas, your National Guard? What will be your response? Well, first, I'll be shocked. That would be a boneheaded move on his part, a total disaster. Uh, but for one, as you might imagine, we are prepared uh, in the event that that unlikely event does occur. Uh, and we will continue to do exactly what we're doing to expand our denial of illegal entry into the state of Texas. We, we do have other armed state employees uh, on the border as we speak right this minute. And, and uh, that's the Texas Department of Public Safety, as well as other law enforcement officers, as well as National Guard from other states. States. And you can be assured there will be more National Guard from other states and more law enforcement officers within the state of Texas and other states. And, Tucker, I just signed a law, a new law in the state of Texas that will go into effect on March the 5th that authorizes any law enforcement officer in the state of Texas to be able to arrest anybody coming across the border illegally. Right. So this is uh, just getting more tense as we speak. Now, here's what's going to happen. This is my prediction. It's not going to be a civil war. What's going to happen now is these weak need. Where's my list? Oh, the list comes out. Yeah. The coward, mousy, mamby-pamby, yellow-bellied, spineless, gutless, weak, afraid, candy-ass, sissy, scaredy-cat Republicans are going to do a deal with the Democrats. It'll be some kind of... See, the Democrats want... Immigration reform. You've heard that a million times. Mm-hmm. What immigration reform means. It doesn't mean close the border and do do it right. You know, have people apply here and then they come here and, you know, and they get to work on being a citizen and eventually, you know, get citizenship like my parents did from Cuba. No, that's not what they're talking about. What they're talking about is rewriting the laws so they can just come here freely, come into a processing center, have the Border Patrol play Uber for them and take them to get all their paperwork done and give them their check of 2200 bucks and then usher them anywhere they what they're doing now only legally that's what they're calling immigration reform plus they want to add a little caveat to it after a certain point you don't have to do anything you just become a citizen and then guess what you get to vote democrat that's what this is all about now they're going to do a little deal with the republicans who will just get down on their knees and go yeah okay because we want our take two and our donors love us because we get them cheap labor yeah that's what that's all about they'll make a deal joe biden will get out with his red curtain behind him and go see those MAGA maggots we beat them we did a bipartisan agreement on the border it's all fixed and they'll Mm. do it now You'll hear about it in the next few days. The tension between Texas and the and the Biden administration will be over, and you'll have been screwed. Mm, basically. <laughs> but dumb people who don't get the news anywhere but ABC News will hear that and go, that's great. See, he's a great man. Look at that. And they're bipartisan. Huggy-wuggy, squishy-wushy. <laughs> I like squishy-wushy. <laughs> All right, so Friday we got the best complaint voicemail Oh my gosh, so Rick comes oh in, gosh, he's coming yeah. down the hall, I guess, where did you go, the bathroom or something, he comes down, he's like, oh my god, this is Rich, you gotta read this, and he hands me his phone, and I'm like, what? So when you get voicemails, it'll give, it'll print out the transcript of the voicemail. Well, I used to have a voice, I used to have a phone, we don't have phone. there's no phones No, no here. there's no, no phones in the building other than the one in the studio. Yeah, well, there isn't any, now that you mention it. Right, so we have a Zoom system, I don't even know what it is, I had to access it, but I get an email <laughs> every once in a while with a transcript of the phone call. Right, this lady was, and you let me listen to it too, and I can't decide. I thought I was wanting her to be more upset. 
because when you read it, if you read the transcript, it's riddled with anger and loathing. And so I want I wanted to hear the the the, the vocal, you know, the ups the, and downs. The, yeah, and she had a lot of emotion behind it, and it was a little it was so flat for me. And I was like, um. Hmm. I played it for a bunch of people, and uh, I already thought that when I first got it, I was like, something's not right here. It doesn't sound, I mean, it may be completely real, but it sounded scripted to me. Yeah, it almost sounded... It sounded like she was reading it first. Yeah. And then like three quarters of the way through, she starts to just lose it. Yeah, but but her losing it was very subdued as well. Yeah, it wasn't like a nor because we've gotten actual hate mails before and, and yeah. voicemails, and they're yelling and they're ah, seething yeah. at the mouth. So, as of late, we've had other radio companies in this city mm-hmm. um, actually organize. Yeah, there's some people that just hate us. I mean, we're the number one morning show in town. That's number one. So, you get a target on your back for that. But then on top of all that, what we talk about. I don't like what you talk about, and I don't agree with it. Therefore, you shouldn't be allowed to say it. In the new communist regime of United States of... Uh, comrades, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they want to shut you down. So they've been sending tapes of this show to all our advertisers telling them there's a stop advertising order. Think about it. It's fake. It's all, you know, but, right. but some advertiser who owns, you know, a car right. dealership goes, oh, stop advertising. Just call them. Which is illegal, by the way. Right. So, yeah, yeah, so that was going on. But I mean, they organized this whole thing so that we get a phone call Can you like imagine this. being so miserable and like just angry all the time? Oh, somebody has to live with those people. And they, that's all they do during the day it's like your blood pressure must be so high so this we can, i'm not going to play the original transcript but this is word for word what was on the voicemail and i got a an actor an actress to actually read the email and give it a little more emotion but it's exactly what was said on the voicemail so here <laughs> here, here it is hi good morning my name's kim and i live in orlando florida and sometimes in the morning when i wake up and go to work I like to hear 80s music, and then I put on your station. And all you're doing is being a maggot moron. I mean, seriously, dude, obsessing about President Biden as you enjoy your paycheck from this great economy? Honest to God, you sound ridiculous. I've read your reviews, your complaints are astronomical, and I'm going to file with the FCC again because you're disgusting. (laughs) You support a 91 indicted rapist traitor to America. Want to be on there making fun of President Biden that has a stutter? I'm an independent voter, and you're disgusting. It's not politics, what you're doing. You're speaking in mega terms. And now this is where my actress escalates it, but on the actual real call, it sort of still goes monotone. Yeah, that's why I thought it was like rehearsed. Yeah, something didn't sound right, but here's the actress. She's much better than the original call. You're vile. You should not be on the radio. You should be playing music, doing your job, and staying neutral. That That's what you're supposed to be doing. Have you read your reviews, you stupid idiot? Seriously, you're disgusting. Your show is disgusting, and I hope more people complain because you're vile. You're a maggot. You seriously sound so ridiculous. 
ridiculous barking, 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 that vile orange stain traitor, rapist, talking points, your vile, and I will be firing another complaint with the FCC as I did last year. Play music, DJ Radio Boy. Do your job. That's the actual voicemail we got. Of course, dramatic reenactment from my friend Louise. She's so much better. <laughs> so we were wondering this morning if she, Friday, if she called the FCC. Because I'm sure the, as angry as she was, she must have. I feel like she pulled over right then and there. This Good is, luck finding their phone number. It's a government agency. <laughs> this is probably how it went. FCC Complaint Center, what are you in a tizzy about? Hello, I'm calling from Orlando, Florida, and my name is Kim. How can I help, Karen? It's Kim! And this morning, I just wanted to hear some 80s music on my way into work. Really? You have a job? (laughs) Yes, I have a job, and I'm calling so Rick Stacy loses his. Oh, I love Rick Stacy. What? He's a mega maggot moron! He supports a 91 times indicted orange traitorous rapist traitor. Rick is disgusting. His show is disgusting. And he's ridiculous with this barking, barking, barking. He should be supporting Joe Biden and enjoying his paycheck in this booming economy. Radio Boy just needs to shut up. Hello? Hello? Ah, sorry. I had you on hold so I could stare out the window and contemplate my existence. Uh, go ahead, keep complaining, and be sure to call him Radio Boy again, because that's super original. How dare you! Have you read Rick's reviews? They're astronomical! He's vile! He should not be on the radio! He should be playing music and doing his job! And you should be too, FCC boy! I want to file an official complaint! I demand action! Now! Have you tried not listening? Because I haven't been listening to you and it works wonders. <laughs> ah, I demand you fire Rick Stacy immediately! What are you, some kind of member of the deep state? Oh my god, did I just say deep state? See, you're coming around. Keep listening to Rick. You know you love it. Bye, Karen. It's Stacy Morning Show at 1059sunnyfm.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Wake up and smell the future, man. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And it's brought to you by All Electric Services. So Super Bowl 58 is Kansas City and San Francisco. He goes long and on his back to ice it is Marquez Valdez Scantling for the second straight week. When you hear the second part, the other game. And there it is. The 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. Well, it's a revenue fest, ladies and gentlemen. And I heard that consultants were saying, you know, because these are two really big teams. And I'm sure there's people out there that are like, man, I'm sick of seeing Kansas City win so much. But they got a big following. They're a good team. Yeah, they have to because Taylor Swift's on it now. So you got to make them go farther because look at the hype. Well, here's the interesting part about that. I was going to get to that in a bit, but I, I could do it now. So logistically... It might be almost impossible for Taylor Swift to be at the Super Bowl. Now, they're saying, and you'll hear other stations go, well, we did the math, and she feasibly could do this. I don't see how that's possible. She's over Who cares? In, she's, because they want her there for revenue, so more people will watch. The NFL was like, we need her there. Don't we get enough money? You got you got what you wanted. You got two named teams, no expansion teams, so that now you can just rake it in. Because Richard, you know it's all about money. Okay, yeah, know. you know I mean, that already. Well, didn't they already make how many millions of dollars because she went to one game and then all they try to get her she's to go? She's been to all at almost every game now, but she is supposed to go on her second leg of her tour, and she's going to be in Tokyo, February the 10th and February the 12th. She has shows in Tokyo, so now, yeah, she has off the 11th, but she's on the other side of the world. So they're saying, well, feasibly with the time change after her show, she could get on her jet and do this, that, and the other. I don't see how it's possible, but unless she cancels a show. Or they so, hologram her in for the halftime show. I have no idea. Oh, you know, I just, I just can't stand the 49ers. Ugh. Oh, really? No. I know a lot of people were pulling for Detroit, and if you watch the, yeah. I only watched the first half of the game, and Detroit was ahead by Kicking like- Kicking ass. First oh, two yeah. minutes, bam, touchdown. You know, yeah, but you guys don't make enough money. Later, losers. But that would have been a really cool comeback story, you know? Yeah, but it wouldn't have made, the revenue would have been down 20%. So 49ers are going, Kansas City's going. I saw somebody put up, this was kind of funny. They said, I guess, I guess they were New England's Patriots fan, and we know how many times Patriots won when they had Brady on their team and went to the Super Bowl, and they were like- Man, is this what it felt like when the Patriots won over and over again? Because this is how I feel about Kansas City now. Uh, Because, you know, they won the Super Bowl last year. So reigning Super Bowl champs. We'll see what happens. Now, this is kind of interesting. Travis Kelsey passed Jerry Rice for the most receptions in postseason in NFL history yesterday. Well, he had some amazing catches yesterday. Really amazing stuff. Uh, Rice caught 151 passes in 29 playoff games in his career. Uh, Yesterday, during the game with the Ravens, his total went up to one. 154 in 21 games. So yeah. Travis Kelsey broke Rice's record. Yesterday. Jerry Rice had one catch. I'll never forget it. it's before your time, but he had one catch. He didn't even turn his head. He was in the end zone. I mean, he literally did not turn his head. I guess he knew where the ball. His left arm went in the air, and the ball came into his palm. Uh-huh. It was. 
It was magic. Well, Never saw was, anything like that again. There was a great play yesterday. It was I can't remember if it was in the first or second quarter where Mahomes was going to go throw the ball. Nobody was there, and he was like, what? And you see him kind of like, and you think it's going to just be a nothing, and they're running at him, and he's like, and he just randomly just throws it, and Travis out of nowhere comes up and boom, yeah, catches it. And it was like, holy crap. Yeah, he grabs it out of the air. It's amazing. It was pretty amazing. Did you know one in 11 Super Bowl watchers don't know who's playing until the game starts? They don't care. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares. They, it, it, this is how we're... What are we doing? It's like you would think that somebody be into the football aspect of this, but they're not. It's into the, hey, well, man, you can have margaritas. Well, well that's here, why... They make so much money because you can't be, we can't just be a football game for football fans. We have to have more to offer, like the halftime show, like the commercials, like what celebrities are at the game. So they try to have a little bit for everybody so everybody's entertained, even if they don't like sports. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. It only works on some of us. Because, I mean, it used to be fun, and now it's not fun. Ever since Janet Jackson, it's not fun. Well, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think the halftime show is going to be like? You're looking forward to the halftime show this Usher? year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I want to see Usher. Yeah. Well, see, he said it's going to be very R and B based this year, and I love that. So we'll we'll see. Hopefully, Reba McIntyre is doing the national anthem. Post Malone is doing America the Beautiful, and then um, and then Usher. So we'll see. Uh, Alyssa Milano is in the news, and I had to giggle at this because uh, her name is a Pepperidge Farm cookie. We're huge fans of Alyssa Milano on the show. <laughs> Remember when she was sitting behind Brett Kavanaugh during his trial with her arms crossed? Yeah. Waiting for him to be found guilty. Yeah, you go stay in your lane and go back to being what you are. And we all looked at her and we're like, what's Alyssa Milano doing here? So people are mad at her again. You ready for this? Uh-oh. She put up a GoFundMe for her son's baseball team. <laughs> and everyone's like, wait a minute. Uh, you drive a $200,000 car. It's a Porsche. Um, yeah. Let's see. You're married to David... Uh, what's his name? Bogliari. I forget how you say his last know. name. He's one of the heads of a creative arts agency. He's a major Hollywood talent, which is a, it's a talent agency in Hollywood. Right. They got a lot of money, and people were like, "Um, why are you asking us to give you money? Don't you have enough to fund this whole thing?" Yeah, go fund yourself. Why? <laughs> so she she actually kind of came back. She said, I've paid for uniforms for the entire team and the coaches. I've thrown birthday parties and I sponsor any kid what did you who do? can't afford their dues. I do car washes and movie nights, but they're like... We just want your money now. She said, well, people were asking me how they can help, so that's why I put it up. And they were like, just pay for the whole thing and shut up. I got an equity loan on my Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so here's somebody that kind of went off and, and went crazy. It's not as good as Rick's hate mail that we got. The voicemail, I should say. It's not as heated as that. However, Richard Marks, who I hear is known to fly off the handle from time to time. I've never met him personally. Have you ever met him? Yes. Is he nice? No. Nope. was he? Okay. So no, that's you guys have the same hairdo. He's probably he's one upset. Of, he's one of those that I just wanted him to get out of the studio as fast as possible. Oh, yeah. So he's trying to deal with a woman in the audience. I guess she was yelling something out. Uh, she might have been drunk for all I know, but she was like, woo, yeah, woo, like that kind of thing. Love you. All that sort of stuff. And he finishes his song. And then this woman who paid for a ticket to go see him, he rips her a new one in front of everybody. Like, I'm genuinely curious who raised you to think that anything you could yell out was more important than what we were doing. Learn some f- manners, lady. 
Wow. I mean, uh, I understand, but at the same time, you could have just made a joke and moved on. Instead, you started to think that your music was actually really meaningful right here waiting. Okay, I don't think that broke. He was singing Angelina, Rick. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, well, <laughs> Angelina. Yeah, anything that you had to say was more important than me. I mean, what we were doing here. <laughs> yeah, the profundity of our psychological, physiological breakthroughs with the song uh, uh, Shouldn't Have Known Better. And I hate to break it to... Richard there, but maybe she wouldn't have been uh, so loud if you had more than 20 people at the show. Yeah, what was that? It sounded like, because she's singing and she's like, yeah! And it was like an empty room. Now here's what's funny too, it was like an acoustic show because like, he's Richard Marks, so it's like, who's gonna go see that? It probably was like a little, but these people, I'll never forget, I met Barry Williams from Brady Bunch, Greg Brady, and he thought his you-know-what didn't stink. And it's like the people, some people have such, uh, I don't want to use the word ego, but yes, ego, but they also have the sense of entitlement that because they once were famous, they should always be famous and be treated rightfully okay. so. Like you, they, you were in the Brady Bunch. This exactly. Was, yeah, you were he, not on the Nobel Peace Prize Committee, okay? We hired him once to come host one of those like Christmas shows or like yeah. year-round concerts where it's a bunch of bands, and he was the he was like the guest host with all the radio right. DJs. And it was at this little rinky-dink, I mean, it was a, called the New Daisy Theater. It wasn't very big, and had a teeny tiny backstage. And he wanted it to be this glamorous dressing room. Okay, grunge bands play there. It's dirty, it's disgusting, there's like holes in the couches and the dressing rooms, I'm sure. And he was throwing chairs. This isn't show business. I'm Barry Williams. And we were like, dude, you're lucky you're still getting paid to do things. Like, calm down. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Some people just have the ego. They can't control it. Richard Mark strikes me as one of those people. Wow. Yeah. That's. So hmm. the world's largest cruise ship finally took off Saturday night. The icon of the seas, Royal Caribbean's uh. new shit, uh, set sail from Miami. And it stands out from other ships. Here's why. I've always read the stats on this ship before, but I, I I just realized, I guess it just clicked in my brain. This thing is the size of four city blocks. Are you serious? Holy cow. That kind of puts it into perspective. It's more than 250,000 tons. Um, they have 2,300 crew members, and it can hold 5,600 passengers. There's 20 decks. If you've ever been on a cruise ship, 20 decks. The last ship I was on, I think, had 14, and it seemed enormous when I pulled up to the ship to drop my luggage off and stuff. I looked up, and I'm like, oh, my God, this thing is huge. So it's got 20, seven swimming pools. Um, Let's see what else. 40,000-gallon Royal Bay, which is—they have this infinity pool, which is usually unheard of on on cruise ships. Um, They have a huge water park on there. They uh, have—let's see— all the places that you can go see different shows. I don't usually go to those. Um, but, you know, they have the theater where they do musicals and plays and things like that. And they have a nice little line in the front where people can just go up there. Sometimes, depending on the cruise ship, this ship, the, uh, the Icon of the Seas, has this almost, it's got like this cage over the front of it. And it's like glassed in. It's almost like a like a greenhouse type thing. Oh. Um, if you look at the picture, it's very strange. We tried to go to the front of our ship the last cruise I was on, but that you couldn't you couldn't go to the front of yours no. either, yeah. right? Yeah. They usually like I was gonna say most of the 
cruise ships I've been on, they'll have like the crew thing up front. Yep. That's so, what like, it is. So like near the front, and you yeah. kind of get near the front of the we boat. We tried every which way, both sides, Hale and I, and there was like, oh, roadblock over on this side. Ah, oh, roadblock. And it was like, okay, I guess we, I guess it stops here. Did you guys find a car in the cargo hold to get weird in? Or? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the, um, the icon of the seas, this is what they're proud of. 25% more energy efficient than what ships are required to be. Yeah, but you're also 25% bigger, so that's... Yeah, great. So the battery's going to die halfway out in the ocean. Oh, yeah. So ready for this? You ready for the price? Um, if you take just the smallest room that they have, 157 square feet, interior, no window, it's 3600 a week for two people. <laughs> okay? Then it goes all the way up. They have these big tree houses that have wraparound decks. It has a hot tub. It has a slide. It holds eight people. It's $100,000 for the week. Okay. But yeah, so it's the it's the supposedly the world's largest cruise ship, but I have a feeling someone's going to try to build something bigger. Ocean cruises are back. Cruise lines keep trying to top each other with over-the-top features like roller coasters, go-kart tracks, and mega slides. I got to water ski and snow ski on the same cruise. Top that. We will. Now, Myriad Cruise Lines is proud to introduce the largest cruise ship ever built, the mega-huge, gigantic Sea of the Sea, the first liner with its own ocean. Oh, we loved it. In the ocean on the ship, they have three smaller giant cruise ships just sailing around, so we took another cruise within our cruise that we were already on. And would you believe it? They had a lake on that smaller giant ship, and it had an island in the middle of the lake, and the island had its own rainforest. It was amazing. Oh, and the food. Wow. The mega-huge, gigantic Sea of the Sea is taking reservations, so call your travel agent, take out a second mortgage, and board the mega-huge, gigantic Sea of the Sea. And coming soon, our newest cruise ship, the Globe, sailing next year with its own moon. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Are you ready for some stupid news? It's stupid. Yeah. But we like it. Here's Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. All right, this is a little bizarre, but then again, it's New Jersey. So, strange things happen there. Heather Dougherty of New Jersey says she woke up Wednesday morning to find pepperoni all over her driveway, her porch, on her car. <laughs> oh. No. And it's been cut up. Not, not like you would for a pizza, just in chunks. It was a hurry job, so. From the door to the edge of the porch and then strategically placed down the stairs to the driveway. Nothing on the driveway and then four slices on the hood and four slices on the trunk. She's lived in Manville all her life, including 16 years at her home here on South Street. She said her home's never been vandalized before, not even on mischief night. We're trying to figure out who goes around with two loaves of pepperoni and a knife in the middle Loves. of the night and cuts it up into slices and <laughs> throws it on people's property. like. Now, that makes me suspicious there that she would uh, detail two loaves. I mean, how does she know that? Well, I don't know that pepperoni comes in a loaf. It does. It comes in a roll. That's, that's called a loaf? I yeah. see what you're saying. You're thinking, like, how does she... How does she know there's two How did lo- her brain calculate how much that could be unless she did it herself? Or did she tape the pepperoni together and figure it out that there was two loaves? I don't no, understand. Something doesn't make any sense there, but... You have nothing better to do with your time. <laughs> She called Manville police to let them know what happened. She says she's worried the grease from the meat sitting on her car could ruin the paint. (sighs) 
Yeah, oh. I'm sure the cops are like, oh, yeah, no, we're on the hunt for the pepperoni bandit. <laughs> we're working around the clock in shifts just searching for this depraved individual. Drive your car to the car wash and just spray it off. Stupid. Yeah, now it's like, I can't remove the pepperoni. It may be dangerous. What all you need is a whack upside the head. That's all you need. Something that one local body shop says sounds strange, but it's... Yeah, I mean, wait, you got, wait a minute. <laughs> News 4 has... What, what, what TV station? They have nothing to do. We, went, we, we took her report and then we... Drove all the way to the body shop to ask some schmo there if the pepperoni's going to ruin the paint on our Ford 1972 Nova thing. Pepperoni can no damage a car, a pain, you know, if he don't see it for a really long time. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, I just leave the pepperoni on there for a few weeks. Did she, Did they ask the Italian mechanic if he did it? <laughs> oh, the pepperoni, I don't know. Could yeah. be, maybe make it a, a small had, dent. Yes, <laughs> if they had put the two loaves on the hood of the car, then we had a problem. How did you know there was two loaves? Because I did it with her. As soon as I heard her call the pepperoni a loaf, I knew I'd teach her something. So I don't know what's uh, more interesting about the next story. Is it the British goo that's in it, or is it the actual story? It's okay. the goo. A supply teacher, which I guess means substitute teacher in the U.S., a supply teacher who was caught committing a sex act in a public lady's toilet <gasps> while wearing only a bra has been banned from the classroom for life. Well, you would hope so. So far, so good. Stephen Ballantyne, 41, was spotted by a shocked mum. It's a mum. Mum. And her five-year-old daughter in an unlocked loo. Ah. Bathroom. Bathroom. At the BP garage in Alwick, Northumberland. Yes, Alnwick, Northumberland. Another woman that also stumbled across the disturbing scene, and he and, and and he, performing arts teacher, was later convicted of outraging public decency at the Newcastle Crown Court. He was and then, performing something, but it wasn't art. And then was sacked, which has fired, by the Northumberland County Council. Yes, the constable came down and fired him personally. They fire teachers there for doing that? They no, promote them here. We sack them. What's, what's uh, good is, the, here's the statement. The school tutor has now been barred from teaching indefinitely by the teaching regulation agency following disciplinary hearings. <laughs> the panel found Ballantyne of Alwick had been convicted of a relevant offense and should be banned to maintain public confidence in the teaching profession. <laughs> wow. Jeez. We took his ass. We kicked him out of the room. All right. People uh, tell us things that uh, they once saw executives say at their jobs. Okay. So when it comes to execs, hindsight really can be twenty twenty. In the moment, you may not realize that things that were said there were really dumb. Oh, this is exes, not ex execs. Exes. Oh, I'm sorry. Looks like My I fault. no longer like the story. I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> okay, from exes, stupid things that exes says. Number one. I was in a fight with my now ex-boyfriend, and at one point in the argument, he said, do you need me to reiterate? To which I replied, no, I want you to repeat yourself. Other I then around. yelled back, what? It's the other way around. It's the other way around. That's what I thought. Okay. <sighs> Should I just throw the story away? No, not It's getting too difficult. I'm getting exhausted. You're fine. You know, it's I'm creeping up in age here. Things just <laughs> tear me up. Anyway, I was in a fight with my now ex-boyfriend. At one point in the argument, I said, do you need me to reiterate? To which he replied, no, I want you to repeat yourself. I then yelled back, what do you think reiterate means? Stupid. <laughs> I've never heard such a humiliating silence in my life. It was glorious. 
Here's another one. Doctor asked me, how did you get food poisoning twice from the same dish, he said. Because I kept eating it. <laughs> hey, Doc, whatever doesn't off you only makes you stronger. The doctor replied, no, it actually makes you incredibly sick. Here's another one. An ex of mine was having body odor issues one day. I brought it up to him in the nicest way possible by asking him what his favorite deodorant was. He said, men don't wear deodorant, only women do. That explains it. Okay. I don't think these are stupid, though. They're just kind of... Well, I mean, that's kind of stupid. I lived on the sixth floor, and his first time over, he asked me uh, as we were leaving if he needed to press the down button six times to summon the elevator. Bewildered, I said yes, then watched him do it. <laughs> My ex asked me in a British person who moved from England to America, how hard was it to learn English? <laughs> okay. In high school, I dated a guy who legit thought all cats were girls and all dogs were boys. I don't know how people make it that far. <laughs> Why would you think that? I don't know. Finally, a man was arrested. This guy, this was Aero Mexico. I flew them once to Cancun. Okay. Yeah. Well, back then it was like the door was open to the cockpit and every time the plane would turn a little bit, the door would slam into the bathroom. (laughs) You know, they were- You didn't care. You were probably half drunk. You're like, I'm going to Mexico. And they were joking in there and there's smoke in the back and it was (laughs) like- Pilots chewing a cigar. (laughs) Dude, it was, yeah, pretty much. So anyway, now, you know, it's all, you know- Anyway, a man was arrested after defiantly storming out of the airplane's emergency exit and walking out of the wing after a four-hour delay on the tarmac in Mexico City. Mm -hmm. We've all been there. But the other passengers say he saved their lives. The Guatemala-bound Aero Mexico... What is this? Amber Alert. Amber Alert. Pinellas County. Okay, why is... Kidnapped child. See, it, it alerts you, but it doesn't let you click the link to see the alert. That's what I'm doing now. Okay. Can I finish my story? Yes, go right ahead. The man on the plane is way more important than the child that okay, was kidnapped. Okay, let's, uh, let's end on the Amber Alert. Go no, ahead. Go ahead, do your story. No, do your uh, alert. The link stopped populating for some reason. All right. I don't want to do the story now. Okay. You don't know it's a good story. Okay, so the guy went out on the wing, and then the passengers said he saved their lives because they couldn't breathe anymore. It was getting so hot in the airplane. They had been in there four hours. Well, yeah, that's the typical, you know, they're like, we. I don't know why. Is there some kind of rule or some kind of code that oh we got to fix the plane but you got to stay on the plane why not just deplane the people let them chill in the in the terminal while you fix it but they made them stay on the plane maybe the tires flat and they can't get to the gate so they were like oh they couldn't breathe the air wasn't circulating they were asking for water and they wouldn't bring them any so dude went crazy and was like screw it and he like popped the door open and started walking on the wing they were like he saved our lives why did they do that I so don't know. Flight, flight tracker said they lied i mean what, what's there to lie about another hour they said that uh, the airline said four hours in the tarmac it was actually according to flight tracker four hours and 56 minutes five hours in a plane no. sitting on the runway Mm-hmm. Doing nothing, not getting any water, and right. the plane's hot. Uh, flight's only an hour long. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> if you like Luke Skywalker in Star Wars, you'll love this new airline. That sounds like that, but isn't. Introducing Wingwalker Airlines, where walking on the wing is not just what we do. It's what the passengers do, too. You'd think it would be wrong to want to walk on the wing of an aircraft, but it's really quite nuts. Ah, this is crazy. What am I doing out here? We've partnered with Sketchy Shoes to make special Wingwalker Sketchies that keep you right where you're supposed to be walking on the wing. That's our promise to you. I'm a Wingwalker Airlines frequent walker. Here to tell you that wing walking is super safe. It's great for your body, and I can tell you it blows me away. 
Wingwalker Airlines. Fly now before the FAA finds out. A limited liability airline. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Sunny FM. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right. Unfortunately, I have to tell you, there's been uh, three U.S. service members killed. Uh, this happened in Jordan. It was an Iran-backed militia. Iran, the country that we gave $6 million to, and there was no $6 billion, And then we, when Obama was in office, we gave him a pallet of $100 billion. I mean, we just gave him all his money so they could make weapons to attack us. They do it by proxy. We have the Houthis attacking us. And now, of course, we don't know who these people are, but they're a militia and they have drones. They killed three U.S. service members. The U.S. has been attacked by Iran-backed militias and proxies. About 157 times already. When are we going to do something about it? Late Sunday, the number of injured with the same blast climbed to 34 service members. This includes at least eight personnel whose injuries warranted an evacuation from Jordan to higher level care at another facility. So there you go. We're inviting it through weakness. That's what we do now. Oh, yeah. In Palm Bay, that's the big story locally. Two Palm Bay police officers are recovering after being shot by gunmen Sunday afternoon yesterday. The gunman and a civilian were killed. It was a domestic call. They came to the house. He refused to uh, drop his weapons. They went after him. He's dead. Now, before they got there, apparently this gunman killed somebody else. So there's two people dead. And now we have two officers in the hospital. Jeez. Two of our officers were shot today as a result of doing their job, and that's to protect and serve our community and the members and our citizens of Palm Bay. We will not tolerate anybody raising their guns or any type of lethal force or aggression towards our police officers. There you go. So we got a chilling letter here. Warning of a 10-7 style attack by illegal immigrants inside the United States. Well, hell, how many... Military age, mm-hmm. 18 to 34-year-old men are coming across the border. A lot no, of them, Rick, it's women and children. They're seeking refuge. What's really interesting about this is, if you look at the pictures, if, I mean, if you have a few minutes, take a look at the pictures of what they're talking about. You got the regular families that come over. The husband's got a you know big basketball belly. Uh, they're all disheveled looking. I mean, they traveled a long way. They've got to be exhausted. But at the same time, you've got these other people, these men, in their 20s, mid-20s, looking fit as a fiddle, Mm -hmm. whatever that is, um, with backpacks. They all seem to have the similar backpack. It's interesting. They all have the credentials all lined up. A lot of them are Chinese. Wow, imagine that. Dad, you see the way they stand, too? Yeah, they stand like... They had them, like, lined up. They'd, like, have their, you know, kind of military at ease stance, and, like, all of them are doing the same stance. Mm -hmm. Isn't that something? Like, who tell you guys to line up like that? We're just a bunch of MAGA maggots here, so we're just, you know, inferring things that are not true. They're poor rockettes from other, other places that need a place to line up. So, anyway, we even had a guy that came here last week. You remember him? A convicted terrorist. Oh, that's right. Yeah, who was a terrorist and was convicted, that got convicted. He's a terrorist. And he came over here, and he's a convicted terrorist. That's scary. And then when he crossed the border, the first thing he does is threaten the people that he bumps into. Uh Uh-huh. You will know who I am. Yeah, so we have nothing to worry about. So the FBI is saying, well, we have a lot to worry about. Yeah. And that's not one of those things? or The threat we are calling out today is new. This is Friday. The threat we are calling out today is new and unfamiliar. 
So there you go. And Bill Malugin, who's the Fox News reporter who's been down at the border forever, I think that he lives there now, was reporting from down there. And he's talking about all the people that are crossing are being brought here by cartels. In a shocking story here, Border Patrol reports they arrested a La Linea cartel operative who crossed illegally into El Paso, and listen to this, has more than 40 illegal entries on his record in just the last two years alone. For those who don't know, La Linea is the brutal enforcement wing of the Juarez cartel, and it's been behind some of the most high-profile massacres in Ciudad Juarez in recent years. The chief of U.S. Border Patrol tweeting in part, quote, hopefully the courts impose maximum sentences the only consequence these criminals understand yeah but they won't this guy 40 times has come over here 40 that's almost two times a month exactly 40 times and nothing nothing happens because they want this yeah you're crazy it's ridiculous i'm calling the fcc you do that try to break any other law 40 times see how many times you get away with it (laughs) now House Republicans who do absolutely nothing sit on their hands and then they they bloviate every once in a while. Yeah, we're going to do some big investigation on this and Hunter and Biden and all the other crap. We're going to get them. We're going to get them. evidence. Don't they make a pill for bloviating now? <laughs> Dude, they need to take it. So House Republicans announced two articles of impeachment against Homeland Security. Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, he's the head of the Department of Homeland Security. On a side note. Right. 9-11 was, was shocking to everybody in this country. And what followed that, the downing of the planes for I don't know how many months, uh, it was much like the pandemic in that a lot of people started losing their businesses. I mean, people were scared, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. 3,500 people died in New York City. And then we had the Pentagon explosion. We had the plane that went down, Flight 93 in Pennsylvania. I mean, it was a shock to the nation. But we've forgotten about all that. <laughs> But what came out of it is George W. Bush, who every year I dislike more and more, as I see what he really was about, uh, put together the Department of Homeland Security. And everybody felt warm and fuzzy. You know, the blankets and the doggy next to you, you all warm and fuzzy. We got a Department of Homeland Security. They're going to keep us safe from all these terrorists and all the terrorism around the dirty world, right? Now the Department of Homeland Security has become this enormous bureaucracy employing 250,000 agents and people and janitors and, and, and electricians and people here and there and everything, and they do nothing. They're the ones, their number one job is to keep us safe from terrorists. Correct. And yet they're letting them over the border and they have video of it. They know his name, but hey, we're not going to do nothing. And Alejandro Mayorkas time and time again goes into a hearing and his question about the border. Remember, we're closing in. This month, we will reach 10 million crossings, illegal ones, since Biden took office. And he still contends the border is secure. So I put together a little montage. I uh, sent nice. it, it up to the Republicans to see if they want to use it when they impeach him, but I don't know. Uh, the border is closed. The border is secure. Do you have any plans to visit the border. I, at some point, you know, I, you've had over 150, 170,000 illegal apprehensions in the month of March alone. We are going to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. The border is secure. Look, it's way down now. Secure. And we had about 12 to 13,000 people under the bridge. Last April, there were about 17,000 people who were apprehended. This April, 
more than 170,000. Uh, the border is closed. A lot of them are going to Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach, Orlando. Closed. And the hospitals are having a competition for bed space between illegal immigrants and American citizens. When are you going to the border, Vice President? Not today. <laughs> she doesn't know what she's doing. The boy's tearful plea, I came with a group and they left me and I don't know where they are. The border is secure. The foot traffic has increased tenfold. The human smuggling has increased tenfold. Secure. The Biden administration claimed that extreme progress has been made down here at the border, but that's just not squaring up with what we're seeing on the ground. So Joe Biden really has opened America's borders to the world. That is not a Republican talking point, hardly. It is completely real. Thousands of migrants living in this makeshift camp. The conditions are brutal. It's incredibly hot out here, and this border crisis is only getting worse. Our president sold out the country to Mexican cartels. 225,000 Americans dead from Mexican cartel drug overdose since you took office. Uh, the border is closed. It's pretty much a clown show. The border is secure, 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 secure. But according to ABC <sighs> News, it's it's not. This isn't a crisis. Right, Sonny? Oh, what do they know? It's not a crisis. What? It's something that has been an issue in our country from the very beginning. In fact, the Bush administration and right after, he said his biggest regret was not being able to do more on immigration. Bush said that. Then Obama comes along and really is the only president in my lifetime that has done something. He did DACA, right? He got that Dreamers Act passed by the Democrats. And the other part about immigration is it's not the problem that Republicans say it is. No, not at all. Of course she Ten, doesn't think it's a problem yeah. because she wants it to happen. Yeah. Have and you been in New York lately, Sonny? And the funny thing about Sonny Hoiston here on uh, The View, ABC News, uh, is that um, you failed to mention about Obama. He's the one that actually sent back more illegals than anybody else. He actually called them at one point, remember that, in Congress? Illegal aliens. And he sent three million of them packing back to their countries. Plus, remember that whole thing about, oh, Trump with the case? and the children in the cages. Didn't and everything. Obama start that? Obama's the one who had those cages built. But, mm. but we'll, we'll just, we'll let you off on that little one right now. Just a little technical and you're not a it's big funny deal. funny how people forget real fast. Right? You know, everybody likes to claim Trump's a racist and then you look at Joe Biden gave the eulogy at a Klansman's funeral. Oh, that's right. It's yeah. so funny that people just, oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's not important. That's, that's what's important now is you're enjoying this great economy from the wonderful paycheck you're getting. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. Harvard University. Now, we know that the president of Harvard finally resigned. Mm -hmm. Which didn't really happen. She got moved to a, what, pretend janitor for the same amount of money? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, is that uh, she retains pretty much her teaching position and everything for $900,000, $900,000 a year. And, uh, by the way, she plagiarized her way to her position. So she's still employed by the college. She just doesn't yep. have the same amount of responsibility. She just It's just the title. All they did was take the title away. Students immediately get expelled from the school if they're caught plagiarizing. Yep. She just gets her title taken away and she gets to keep $900,000 a year because she was the president. Well, we Should can't fire her. What would people think? Can I now, plagiarize my way in then? Well, yeah. Now that, the, well, not if you're a student, no. If you're an employee, probably. Listen to this. Harvard University's affiliate cancer hospital. And you would think cancer, doctoring, and, and, you know, being the head of the Cancer Institute and being all this stuff, you would take your job a little serious. It's people's lives on the line. Right. Well, apparently, 
uh, the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute announced it will retract six studies and correct 31 others that are, by the way, have data that's being implemented in cancer research and cancer care. Right. So there's patients here. There's patients being cared for based on data that was put together in these 31 studies. Well, they're retracting all the studies because apparently the president and CEO of the Institute, Dr. Laura Glimsher, has four papers being investigated that molecular biologist and blogger Shelto David alleges were plagiarized. Great. So you're giving cancer patients treatment based on this girl that just copied stuff from other people. It's not just her. It's most of the faculty in this hospital. David's blog shows multiple images that he claims were photoshopped or copied and pasted to manipulate data papers published in in 1999 through 2017. 31 studies on cancer care, treatment, and medicines that were published in all those years, they're being recalled for plagiarism, but not even just copying other people's work. Actually photoshopping data charts and putting them in the studies. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You gotta laugh or you're gonna cry. <laughs> right? Get them all, lock them up, lock them up, get them all, get them all, lock them up, perverts. Criminals, lock them up, lock them up, criminals, lock them up, get them all, perverts. It's our daily pervert today, a karate instructor, Orange County. Martial arts studio has found himself behind bars after he allegedly touched a 15 year old girl's. Yeah. Uh, Gino Luciano Carrera Servin was arrested Wednesday and charged with battery and lewd and lascivious molestation and someone on someone of uh, 18 years or old or younger. Jeez. And uh, Carrera Servin, 28, a chief instructor at the Victory Martial Arts in Windermere, offered the 15-year-old girl a job a few months after she received her black belt. Uh, she accepted the job and told deputies they got close. And he confided her personal issue. He confided her personal issues in her. What? He probably confided his personal issues That's in her. That's what I thought. This is a misprint. The affidavit said during one of the uh, days of camp, the girl said that Carrera servant put his hands on her thigh and then, 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 yeah. She pushed his hand away and stood up and allegedly tried to put his hand down the back of her pants. So he's in the pokey. You know, yeah. when a dog harms a child, we put the dog down. Why are pedophiles any different? I don't know. It's a good point. Um, everything costs more these days. By the way, you know, your inflation numbers are coming out again soon for January, and it'll be something like, they'll do the year to year. So this January to last January, the increase will be maybe somewhere in the 28 to 3% range, which sounds really good. Look, we've got inflation down from the, that 9 10% that was horrible. No, but don't forget, you got to add them all together. That's so, a negative Republican talking point. That's right. So <laughs> the loaf of bread you bought in 2020 when Biden got in office was a dollar. So now it's going to be a dollar 19. So when you buy a car, think about it because it's you know exponential. So when you buy a car, every thousand dollars is now uh, help me here, Joe, with math. I'm not good at. I don't know why you're looking at my 1, direction. I'm not any better. One thousand one hundred ninety bucks. Am I correct? Yeah. I th- I don't know. I don't do math yeah. either. Wow, we're a great well, bunch, aren't yeah, we? Don't don't bring us your taxes. all in radio. Don't bring us your taxes. We can't do them for you. <laughs> well, if you have a paper to edit, that we can do. So now, car insurance rates. I knew this. Going up, they're skyrocketing since 2020. I believe it. Well, well I'm sure the crime rate doesn't help either. Yeah, 
get this, car insurance, according to ABC News, has climbed 36% in the last three years. Now, you got to shop around. you got to shop around. I had around. to change mine recently, yeah. Every time you get a chance, sit down and see this cheaper insurance. You know what? You go back from this company to this company to mm-hmm. this company. I saved a lot of money. Yep. Yeah, and it always happens when I move, too. Like, I move, and they're like, well, your insurance went up. And I'm like, but I keep moving to nicer neighborhoods. Why is my insurance <laughs> still going up? I don't know. I figure once I get out the hood, I'll be okay. And they're like, oh, no, no, you're still going to pay more. Yeah, and you're in a nicer neighborhood, nicer houses. What if one of those houses should get scratched? <laughs> yeah. The U.S. Navy is uh, is freaking out. Uh, they're having a hard time enlisting new individuals who want to... Uh, be in the Navy. Right. In the Navy. Now, they used to require a high school GED or the, you or know. Diploma, yeah. Diploma. Uh, but now they've lowered that. It used to be a GED and or some college Well, because nobody wants to be in there anymore because they make them watch all those dumb videos. Oh, you mean all the uh, DEI right. videos? Do you have that guy from last week, Rick? Which one? The retired Green Beret. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Does that fit there or no? Yeah, no, no. I got it right here. Hold on. It was a year Friday retired Green Beret. I don't know. Do you have it? Yeah, I do. Oh, then you play it if you have it. When Biden put his hand on the Bible and swore in three years ago, he inherited the most battle-hardened military the United States has ever seen. We fought a 20-year continuous war with an all-volunteer military. And that wasn't on accident. People actually trusted the United States of America. After 9-11, an entire generation was galvanized to go and fight. I did quite a few combat deployments. I don't really know many GWAT veterans that just did one or two. Most of us were repeat offenders. And so what Biden has done in the last three years has been nothing short of absolutely destructive, and but also spectacular. The first thing he did when he came in was he said, hey, you guys have been fighting for the last 20 plus years. I don't trust you. I think if you voted for the other guy, you might be a Nazi or a white supremacist and we have to do this extremist stand down. And then the vaccine mandate, hey, take this shot or I will kick you out of the military. And then we watched Afghanistan implode under his incompetence. And as General Kellogg said, no one was held accountable for that. So if you mix all three of those things together in a very short amount of time with everything else that's happening in our society, but then also coming out of 20 years of us losing these wars and not being any better off for it. Like, what did we get from Afghanistan? What did we get from Iraq? I mean, right now we're funding the exact same militias that are shooting at our troops in Iraq and in Syria. It's absolute insanity. So if you're a young man or young woman joining the military, first you're you're confronted with the fact that there's a really good chance that the apparatus you're volunteering for might actually hate your guts. There you go. Navy recruits uh, have a new plan now, or Navy recruiters have a new plan now. No educational credentials necessary. Wow, that's a big leap there. And also, there's 99, there's 100 questions you have to answer. It's a right. little test you take when you go in there. Well, they'll take a score of 50 or above. Yeah, as long but as you're you- going to give them the missile button? See, if you get an F, you get to come in. Yeah, they're going to give them the missile button, right? Desperate, huh? <laughs> wow. Can you tie your shoe? Yeah. Then you can join the U.S. Navy. <laughs> Can you get out of bed? Sure. Then you can join the U.S. Navy. Can you sign your name? Yeah. Then you can join the U.S. Navy. We're not looking for a few good men. We're looking for a bunch of people. Please, somebody, anybody, join the United States Navy. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Ugh, fine. On Sunny FM, Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. So I don't know what one has to do with the other. The social justice protesters decided that throwing soup on the Mona Lisa is the best way to talk to people about climate change. 
So this would happen. This was at the Louvre. I don't know if you've ever been to the Louvre, but climate activists decide to throw an open can of soup there. Um, their group, I can't even pronounce this. This is Reposte Alimentaire. Um, oh, I love that for breakfast. Which translates little, to food response, apparently throwing soup. Food to tell them, response? I guess that's what it means literally <laughs> when you translate it from French to English. Oh, no, they're going to food respond. They said that um, they want to tell the world that we all have the right to healthy and sustainable food. Fortunately, uh, the Mona Lisa has this big piece of glass in front of it, so yeah. it didn't really damage it, but here it is. Oh. Oh, they threw the soup. It's not even good oh. soup. Oh. Oh, oh we, we. And then they immediately put curtains in front of them so you can't see them. A bunch of. Now here's you know, my question. Glue your face I, to the Mona Lisa. I want to see that. I've been to I've been to the Louvre before, and I remember being going through very strict security. So wouldn't you think if you pat them down and you're looking at their bags and stuff and you see a can of soup in there, wouldn't you be like, hmm. Well, this is for lunch. I'm going to need you to leave that here with us. Thanks. So this is kind of sad. Jay Leno filed documents on Friday to uh, become the conservator of his wife, Mavis, and her estate. Um, she's been progressively losing capacity and orientation uh, for several years. She's suffering from Alzheimer's. Mm. She's 77, um, dementia and a neurocognitive disorder. So her physician wrote in um, that she probably needs to have somebody to take care of everything. They've been married for a really long time, 1980. Um, so there's a hearing for him to be uh, her conservator, I think, in April, beginning of April. All right, here's an update on the... Chiefs fans that were, I don't want to say murdered, they were found dead. Because right. still, for some reason. It's not stupid, never boring, those true crime stories. I don't know why that the um, police keep saying that uh, this is not being investigated as a homicide. They keep saying no foul play has been suspected. I mean, if I were the parents of any of the deceased, I feel like I would feel otherwise. Um, so Jordan Willis, I had it a little confused last week. I thought Jordan Willis was the fifth guy that disappeared. No. Jordan Willis is the guy that was asleep on the couch. Yeah, he he rented the Rents house. Rents the house, yeah. right. So it's Jordan Willis, and he had four of his friends over, and they were all watching the Chiefs. Um, I forget who they were playing. So they were watching one of the playoff games. Not the playoff games, but prior to the playoffs. So they're sitting there. They're all over there hanging out. The fifth guy, whose name... Wait, I have it here because we finally know who he is. His name is... Where the hell did it go? <laughs> I had it right here. Um, Tabula Baba Ganoush. That's yes, him. That sounds right. Anyway, I'll find it in just a second. Um, they finally identified the fifth guy because what happened was the three guys were found dead out back. They're saying that they froze to death. Jordan Willis, who rents the home, was asleep on the couch with noise-canceling headphones on for 48 hours, which is still kind of suspicious that and somebody... loud TV and the blender going, and he was wrapped in a cocoon that didn't allow him to see anything or hear anything, and apparently, by some miracle, didn't have to pee for two days. Yeah, so <laughs> the guy, the fifth guy... Oh, here it is. Alex Weimer Lee. He said when he left the house, they were all awake, they were all inside, and they were all watching Jeopardy is what he says. So he's the one that's, he's like a chemist of some sort or a scientist of some sort. Um, so they're saying now Jordan Willis is battling this huge bout with depression because people were saying originally that Jordan killed them because they're like, okay, there's four people in the house, three of them are dead and you're asleep on the couch. Hmm. 
But then the fifth guy, our speculation is that something happened with the fifth guy. Some of the parents think that maybe the guy saw something that they weren't supposed to see. Um, they're not even investigating. This is what gets me. Where was his name? Alex Weimer Lee, the fifth guy. Not investigating him. Didn't do any kind of screening to see if he was on drugs, to see if he was drunk. And they say they don't plan on it. So they're not even starting to investigate this as a homicide. Police have emphatically said that foul play is not suspected, but... Well, they said they found no drugs at the scene, and, and now the girlfriend, the one who pounded on the door, that was the mom. a mother. Uh, but the girlfriend of one of the victims said uh, that this was murder, and she knows why, but she hasn't spoken Wait, wait if she knows why, why isn't she, she coming forward? She hasn't spoken, because she's, she did. She came forward, but she has to do an interview with the police first. Okay, more is going to come out. But it doesn't look out. like they're speeding towards her to get an interview. Something's up. Something's not right here. But at the same time, um, th- those people did not die of the weather of freezing to death. Well, that's what the parents said. They said, look, these were smart adult men that wouldn't just go outside and go, yeah, let's just sit here until we pass out and freeze. They had to have died before. They, the speculation is that they either OD'd or something happened and then they were brought outside. We still don't have the toxicology report back, but that should and, be coming in soon. And there's a little little other something here that's like, why are the police kind of slow walking this whole thing? Well, why I feel th- like they're poo-pooing it. They're yes. trying to like put the kibosh on it. Yeah, something's not right here. Somebody knows somebody who knows somebody in the uh-huh. police department, it seems like, but you know. Tune in again for more Bad People Doing Crime Things with Jill Bucko. And finally, uh, the matchup is on for February the 11th at 6.30. Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. The debates are only in case... Oh, crap. I'm sorry. Here we go. They're doing debates now? He goes long and on his back to ice it is Marquez Valdez-Scantling for the second straight week. And there it is. The 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. Now, this is their, the the Kansas City Chiefs, this is their fifth AFC title in six years. Yeah. Um, and the NFC Conference, they they favored San Francisco 49ers, I think, as if it's a money thing. But wouldn't that have been a great game? Rick, you said it too. Detroit Lions, who have never been to the Super Bowl, versus the people that won the Super Bowl last year. I think that would have been a great game. Did you see the picture of Eminem, who's from Detroit, and he's up in his box? You know, they... Celebrities go to football games all the time, but they seem to only show Taylor Swift. But Eminem's up there, and there's 49ers fans right in front of the box that he's in, and they're all turning around, look at him when they lost, and he's just flipping them off. <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah, well, you know, you can't have the Lions win because Taylor Swift wouldn't go then, and it's important that she's there. No, t- the Lions have nothing to do. The Lions didn't play Kansas City. Lions played the 49ers. Well, either way, they always pick the teams that make the most money. It's never about who's doing good. So uh, Travis Kelsey passed Jerry Rice's. Uh, record last night. Jerry Rice has the record for the most receptions in uh, the postseason in NFL history. It was 151 passes in 29 games. And Kelsey, after the game yesterday with the Ravens, um, his total up to 154 in 21 games. He had some really, really great incredible, yesterday. incredible catches yesterday. I mean, I know a lot of people that? now are saying, I don't, like, I don't like Travis Kelsey, but he's an incredible ball player. Yeah. And him and Mahomes have this thing, kind of like Gronk and, and um, yeah. Brady did, Brady, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, so we'll see, but I know a lot of people this morning because I went to bed at halftime between for, in the Detroit game. I was like, I gotta go to bed, and Detroit was leading. That's why I was so surprised to wake up and see that the 49ers won. Sort of like when Trump was running for office in well, 2020. That's something. So yeah, I'm sure a lot of people waking up now probably stayed through the whole thing that are hurting a little bit this morning. Oh, absolutely. Not feeling so great, I can imagine. 
Well, it's Monday morning and you're feeling bad. You can't believe all those beers you had. You started at noon and passed out at ten. And you swear you'll never do that again. Your head is pounding. Your stomach ain't right. You better find some shades because the sun is too bright. You got a headache. I mean, a headache. Yeah, you're hurting after football. A colossal hangover. You're waking up for work and you can't believe you're not sober. Here comes the pain, the shakes, the sweats, and the squirts. Because now it's Monday morning and you're feeling like dirt. Right? I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. You stupid idiot, smarty pants, stupid, stupid idiot. Stupid News with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. All right, stupid 911 calls. Stupid 911 calls. Here we go. Over the span of time, we've had 414,149 calls, says his one dispatch service. 68,416 of them turned out not to be emergencies. That's about 188 a day that are just not emergencies. My pizza's cold. The un- Pretty close. The un- inappropriate 911 calls include a member of the public whose wife accidentally got some chili in her eye. Well, you know, it's He might hurts. have panicked if they're older. He might not know what to do. You it's know? spicy. She's yelling. One caller said, yesterday evening we had some hot dogs. I might have had a little more than I... I'm used to, and my tummy hurts. So she wanted an ambulance. They didn't send one. For your boo-boo? Another caller reported a ring was stuck in her finger and oh. needed to be cut off. Oh, okay. I don't think these are that dumb. I thought you were going to say, like, I got five chicken nuggets in my six-pack. She has a ring stuck in her finger, so she needs to Well, sometimes to have her... if your your finger swells and the ring is stuck and your finger starts to turn blue, they have to come take those oh, no, plier then, things. That wasn't the case. It was just couldn't get it off. Uh, another complaint that his wife lost her voice. Wanted somebody to rush over and fix it. Okay. One caller reported that uh, the ball from the piercing on her ear was stuck in her ear canal. Oh, I can see that. Another lady said, hurry, hurry. My hand is stuck in the mailbox. All right, your hand's in the mailbox. You can't go anywhere. But the ring on the finger, the ball in the ear, you can't make it to the hospital yourself. Right. You know, it's like a $20,000 taxi, right? They called 911 for that. This is, uh, I don't know, this is, wow. I, I, I'm cold now, and what is it, 70 degrees outside? No, it's like 46. This snowboarder spent 15 hours trapped overnight inside a ski lift gondola in Lake Tahoe. Luckily, I mean, I know luckily sounds silly when you think about it, because it's very cold, probably 12 degrees, but she was inside one of the enclosed gondolas. Okay. Oh. There's no heat. I was going to say, nobody heard you yelling and kicking and squealing from the bench, but- that, That's the thing. It's like, well, I, I don't know what kind of gondola is. The new ones, the window doesn't roll down. It's it's just, you know, sealed. You can open the doors, I think. But she got stuck there around 9, uh, 5 p.m. Monica Lasso said she didn't want to ski down on her snow. She didn't want to snowboard down the mountain. She was mm-hmm. tired. So she got on the gondola going down. Yeah, it's like one of the pods, yeah. They checked the gondolas coming up to make sure that all the passengers are off. They're supposed to make it go around once because I used to DJ one of these Vale yeah. in Colorado. Nice. So at the end of the day, they have to make the whole thing do one complete and circle. check inside each pod? Yeah, they didn't do that. Oh. Especially in a gondola where people can pass out and you can't see them or something could happen. You can't see the passenger because they have, you know, it's all covered. So was she just stuck up there the whole time? Stuck up there all night. She screamed and yelled for help. No one could hear her on the ground. According to the KCRA television, she didn't have a cell phone, dumbass. So she couldn't call for help. 
Why would you ever go? On, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just because I skied. You never go on a mountain ever without a cell phone. What did you do before cell phones were out? You just you had a luck. <laughs> but I mean, this was on purpose out of luck. They finally rescued her 15 hours later. She spent the night freezing and rubbing her hands and feet together to stay warm. At least she had shield between her and the elements, you know? That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. She didn't burn the gondola down trying to stay warm. All right, so this lady, Edie, Edith Edie Recagno Keenan Sararelli okay. of... Uh, she just <laughs> turned... Edith. Today, today here in the United States, she is 116 years old. Where's what's-his-face with the smuckers list? I don't know. Edie Cesarelli lives in the city of Willits. That's in Mendocino County, close by. She will be turning 116 on February the 5th and will be celebrating with a drive-by parade in the city on the 4th of February. The community says that her birthdays have become a tradition for them for the last couple of years. Cesarelli is the second oldest person in the world. The current record holder, 116 years old. She lives in Spain but she was born in San Francisco. 160, 116. How? I don't know. Doesn't doesn't your stuff get so messed up that you're... you're Maybe not. I just saw a 90-year-old lady, a video of a 90-year-old lady doing gymnastics, and she was fine. She moved fine. She wasn't like hunched over, decrepit, moving slow. She was athletic. I was like, damn. Yeah, so it's all part of the game. Our wonderful salute to people on their 100th birthday. And today, we have such a special birthday. Marcy Smucker Clark. And she is with us today. And we're so glad. 100 years old. And she owes it all to eating Smuckers since she was one day old. Right. Who, who's that? Is that? Willard Scott. Is, is that Willard Scott? <laughs> yeah. Did he just say she's been eating Smuckers since one day old and that's why she lived so long? Didn't, didn't he just call her Annie Smucker something? He did. What is he, Biden? What's wrong with him? <laughs> He's not with us any longer, is he? No. I don't think so, no. God, that was one of his last newscasts. Yeah, Willard... he, well, because that was his segment. You know, the Today Show, let's cut over to Willard Scott, and he'd have the little, they'd have a little jelly jar graphic yes, roll and through. Yes, and her name, her face was on the Petunia, jar. Ethel Merman, I'm 108 years young, and they'd have her on the jelly jar, and he'd wow. look all, you know, oh, I love Ethel well, this elderly woman in Shanghai, China, has pushed her human child aside so she can leave $3 million to her dogs and cats. Ooh, well, I mean, it's typical. Uh, she's known as Lou, and her three kids haven't reached out to her once, don't help her, never cared for her, oh, and all well, that. Okay, but all then. of a sudden, they showed up when she died. But she made it so her will was ironclad, and she gave the $2.8 million to a veterinary, a veterinarian who's going to be the administrator of the will, okay. and it's for the dogs and cats that she has. Oh, well, see what happens when you're a bad kid? Uh-huh. Oh, well, good for her. I'm glad she ended up uh, making the right call there. You get nothing. That's right. You lose. <laughs> good day, sir. And finally, a Michigan Amish family's horse and buggy was stolen from outside of Walmart while they shopped in the store over the weekend. The family, who have not been named publicly, were inside the store's Sturgis location around 5.30 p.m. Saturday when the suspect made off with their transportation. I just want to know what was going through the mind of the girl that stole it, like... You think nobody's going to notice that you're taking a horse and it's a buggy? It's the most common horse and buggy style there is, Jill. It's black. It'll match all the other ones. So the victim uh, had gone shopping at Walmart, came out to notice their horse and buggy was gone. She could have taken one of those little motorized shopping carts and probably gotten away faster. You know, you think you're secure by having a horse and a buggy and not like a, a fancy Land Rover or something. And you come out, and you're like, I know I parked it right here. No, as the Amish family, when I get the horse back, I'm going to be like, bud, hello. You're kind of not supposed to run away when people other than me get in the cart. 
Truck drivers saw the whole thing. Uh, police had had contact with the suspect earlier in the day at the same Walmart. Wow. So it's not clear exactly why police previously dealt with her, but they finally caught up with her, which must have been a hell of a chase. Lady, you should have just stolen a bicycle from the Walmart. It probably would have been less charges than a... a can you get Grand Theft Auto? If you're a member of the Amish community who's had their horse and buggy stolen, you need somebody you can count on. That's why there's Amish Star Vehicle Recovery. We'll help you track down your horse and buggy immediately. Amish Star, what seems to be the problem? Yes, someone hath stolen thine horse and buggy. Twas parked outside of a building, and now tis gone. Please help find thine transportation. Okay, we'll send a car right away to help you search for... No, please, motorized vehicles are frowned upon. Okay, fine, we'll send a guy on a skateboard right away to help you search for... Haveth he a beard and a hat? Sure. And is he conservatively dressed? And is he of pure body and spirit? You bet. And what is this device I am speaking into? It confuseth me to great end. Amish Star Vehicle Recovery. <laughs> Find your missing horse and buggy today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. These people are insane. Stream it now. 1059sunnyfm.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. All right, what is going on? We have an invasion at the border, and Governor Abbott of Texas has declared it so. The federal government abdicated its responsibility to secure the nation's wide open border and then the state steps in and tries to stop the invasion see it's the federal government's job to protect us from terrorism and you know people who would harm us and also from an invasion which is what's going on now why is it an invasion people are going to ask because it's just mothers and children little toddlers no it's not now the FBI got in and warned us well this is not going well looks like there's a lot of military age men coming across the border. Mm. There's also a lot of Middle Easterners. We don't know where they're coming from, but we had one last week who was a convicted terrorist and said, soon you will know who I am. He didn't even try to hide it. He was like, yeah, I'm going to blow some stuff up. Y'all know my name soon. What? And he walked off. So that's what's going on. And the FBI is telling us, hey, this is not good. But of course, they're not getting too involved because now the FBI is weaponized by the Biden administration to do their bidding. So they're not going to get into it too much. They'll say something at a hearing, you know, sort of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, Boy, are we in big trouble, but don't make a big deal out of it. So uh, Governor Abbott in Texas says, I'm going to put up more razor wire after the Supreme Court said that the Biden administration has every right to cut down razor wire. And they're both correct. The Supreme Court did what it thought was the right thing to do as far as giving the order for the Border Patrol to cut down the wire because they're under federal auspices. They are uh, run by the federal government. However, the state of Texas, the responsible person there is Greg Abbott. And he has to protect the people of his state when the federal government won't do it. So he's putting more razor wire up. And this game's going to continue. Now it's getting fiercer because... Is that a word? Fiercer? More fierce? fiercer. RuPaul used to always say fierce. Yeah, I know. Fiercer. And so does what's-her-name? Or his name. What's his name? Um, Now, 25 states are supporting Texas. Could be 30 by the end of the day by sending personnel. Because Uh you see, now there's suggestions by Democrat officials are saying, Hey, uh, Joe, why don't you, uh, you know, uh, seize the National Guard in Texas and federalize it? In other words, take the Texas military away from them and put them under federal 
um, control. Did you see how like the the truck convoy and the people that are calling themselves God's army are going down there and they're like, well, if the government will do it, we'll just all band together and do it ourselves. Going to have to at some point. The federal government, which uh, was itself initially created in late 1780s by the then pre-existing states, is in no position whatsoever to demand that states deliberately undermine their own sovereignty. That is especially true when the federal government itself obstinately refuses to secure the nation's territorial integrity. And that's what's going on right now. That's what the Joe Biden administration is doing. So the Supreme Court gives an order. You can cut down the razor wire. And Texas governor gives an order, says put more up. And now, of course, these states are sending personnel and supplies. We got Christy, what's her name? Nome from Dakotas. Uh-huh. Christy Nome. Uh, sending more razor wire down. Trucks and trucks They're of like, hey, razor if you run wire. out, let us know. We got you back. They'll keep sending it. Now, John Kirby... Uh, continues to threaten the state of Texas. He did it again on Friday. He has taken some executive actions, but there's a limit to what executive action can do. And we really need support from Congress. We really need additional legislative action here. New laws. Yeah, uh, he threatens the state of Texas. And then he needs to understand himself. The federal government does not enforce immigration laws. Then the state has every right to do so. And the Biden administration purposefully is breaking the law. I mean, why are they not... Why is nobody held accountable for anything? That's a great question. Yeah, what's... Don't know. So, uh, there's an invasion at the border. Sonny Hoiston from ABC News. Remember that... Failed uh, attorney that had to become talk show host, second fiddle to Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg. That's a good way of putting it. She, uh, she being an expert, uh, came out and said to all the, uh, people in the audience that are like trained seals that clap at anything, uh, that this isn't a crisis. It's not a crisis. It's something that has been an issue in our country from the very beginning. In fact, the Bush administration and right after, he said his biggest regret was not being able to do more on immigration. Bush said that. Then Obama comes along and really is the only president in my lifetime that has done something. He did DACA, right? He got that Dreamers Act passed by the Democrats. And the other part about immigration is it's not the problem that Republicans say it is. No, it's worse than anybody's saying it is. Now, remember, I want to make sure that I'm clear. Republicans and Democrats both have selfish reasons for this massive immigration that's hitting 10 million people since Biden's been in office. Republicans, cheap labor for corporations that donate to their campaign, and Democrats because they want to redistrict the Democrat strongholds so they become even more powerful, and eventually, by coming up with some really sensitive, emotionally charged name like the Dreamers, you know, be like the Squishies or something, to make you feel sorry for them. And all of a sudden, these people that are here, 9, 10 million of them, will become citizens and vote. Uh-huh. That's what they're all after. They're both guilty. Now, DeSantis, as far as Texas, our governor, says, hey, this is this is the right thing to do. DeSantis said. Where he at? I don't know. It sounds like he's in the basement. Oh, I hit the button. If the Constitution was originally understood to mean that a state could not protect itself against an invasion, that the federal government could force a state to allow an invasion, the Constitution would have never been ratified in the first place. Texas would have never joined the Union when it did. That's right. All right, the number of injured continues to climb after an Iran-backed militia killed three U.S. service members and injured a dozen others. They're up to 34 now overnight on an attack at a military base in Jordan. 
So everybody's uh, up in arms. You could see it. They're up in arms uh, at Biden saying, hey, do something. And the thing I keep going back to is when I was in the Reagan administration in the late 19, um, in the late 1980s, President Reagan was commander in chief and the Iranian Navy fired on American vessels, laid mines, American ships were struck. And what the retaliation was, was they went after the Iranian Navy, took out about half of the Iranian Navy in a port. You hadn't heard from Iran after that for years, decades. What Iran did was they learned the lesson. They did not want a direct attack on Iran. So they, they put all these proxies all over. There's proxies in Lebanon, proxies in Gaza, proxies in Yemen, proxies in Lebanon and Syria and Iraq. And those are the people who are now attacking American and allied forces, military and commercial vessels. That's where we should start. Yep. Absolutely. We've had 158 attacks on U.S. servicemen at bases and mm-hmm. ships, and they've hit commercial ships in the canal. I mean, and we haven't done much of anything. We did start fighting back with the Houthis last week, but at the same time, we got a lot of other people after us. We don't even know who, who was uh, flying these uh, drones that killed our servicemen. I mean, it doesn't say here in the story. Maybe it's come out already since we got on the air. But... Uh, Democrats and Republicans alike are saying, okay, now what? What are we doing? Right. What do we do? That's why these people, we give them money. Mm-hmm. We give them, they probably bought those drones at their Best Buy there with our money. So, <laughs> get the drones at the Best Buy? Now, is that like a thing where we just give them money so they have something to fight us with, so we have a reason to fight so we can sell more missiles and stuff, or no? That's the more cynical view. I, I can't refute that. I mean, it seems like that's what we're doing all over the world. I hate to say this um, because then I'll get another letter from Kim. Oh, God. He's like, when Trump was in office, I don't remember having all these skirmishes, all these wars going on. Was the world this hot? I mean, there's always little battles going on in very, very third, fourth world countries. I know there's no such thing as fourth world, but some I still of them- feel like we were sticking our nose into all kinds of new ones. Yeah, it's crazy. So that's what's going on with that. All right. Now, there's an enormous natural gas port that was being built, all in an effort for us to become energy independent again. Okay. This was already approved by the White House Department of Energy. They already approved it. When? It was already just, just, a, just a few months ago. Okay. It was ready to be built. All of a sudden, a TikTok influencer, mm. a TikTok influencer, climate change activist, met with the White House. What? This is how we're dealing with children who are running this country. Children. For crying out loud. So he meets with the White House, and all of a sudden, there's an uptick in concern about not only this port, but just the worsening global warming. So, uh, yeah, Secretary Jennifer Granholm, they put it, by the way, they put a stop to the construction. Yeah. This would have brought natural gas, not only to us, to all the European countries that are dependent, get this, on the Russians for their natural gas. Jeez. We would help them not be dependent on the country that is attacking somebody that we view sort of like unofficially as our ally, Ukraine. We're doing the same. It's just like giving money to Iran. So instead of like fighting for energy independence, we have to we have to get on bend the knee for a TikTok influencer. I mean, it's not just him, but he's the one that they paid attention to. All of a sudden, everything changed. So they stopped, they paused the port project, which is very important to distribute all this natural gas. And here is Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm 
uh, on CNBC saying she never heard the the president of the United States say that he was going to do away with energy production in this country or, you know, gas, natural gas, oil. And, and he said that he said, read my lips. We will put fossil fuels out of business. Uh, I, I did not hear him say that. There is no more drilling. I haven't formed any new new drilling. Okay, she's the Secretary of Energy for our country, and she's claimed she never heard Biden say in the run-up to the campaign in she 20... She say that? She said it, and, and she acts like she doesn't know what his mission was. I think the oh, president I can, I can recognizes, as we all do, that there to be a managed transition, that fossil fuels are not going away in the immediate. No new fracking, no new fracking. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Ends. I mean, we could send that to her. Maybe she she heard him say it. She probably remembers, but she's not allowed to say yeah, she Yeah, she probably knows. And again, it's one of those things, like I said, you could... Yeah, it does sound cynical when they think about it. But, you know, you deprive this whole natural gas thing, so everybody has to buy it from the Russians, so they have money to keep the war going in Ukraine, so we still have to keep sending stuff to Ukraine to pay for the... I'm just saying, it seems like a lot of military stuff behind all of these decisions. Wow. You went to a very dark place. Can I hold your hand? (laughs) Somebody needs to? Come on. (laughs) Wow. I want you to just take a look, okay? You don't have to agree, but I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to cooperate with you, okay? I, love the- I, I did not hear him say that. Okay, now it gets better. Ready? How the people that laughed? Everybody goes, look in my eyes. They're like, <laughs> so that most of that was during the campaign in 2020. So right before you became our 2019. Yeah. So um, all of a sudden, when the polls came back and people were like, no, no, we want to be energy independent. We we liked that. And then when he realized that he's going to get rid of 80,000 jobs in the Dakotas because that's where they frack a lot and Pennsylvania, uh, all of a sudden his tune changed. I. I am not banning fracking. <laughs> you just said you were. Uh, ah, politicians, am I right? Yeah, this stuff is thick. United Nations is this little skin tag on the border of Manhattan. It's a little island with this really 1970s looking building. It houses a bunch of academic losers uh, who have big degrees and mm-hmm. big brains, uh, but they waste them all on their own little world, the little bubble they live in where they hate America and they think we should be like the rest of the world, impoverished, uh, broke, and miserable. Mm. Have I encapsulized that That's correct? That's pretty good. That's good. Yeah, I'm already there. It's nice okay. Job. Well, it turns out last week, they discovered that only 12, but I'm sure there's hundreds more, 12 of their employees that belong part of uh, to part of the arm of the United Nations. It's called um, the United Nations Relief and Works Agency, UNRWA. Okay. 12 of their employees were cited as being part of the murderous rampage. I mean, literally part of the murderous rampage in Israel on October 7th. What? The employees of the United Nations, arm of the United Nations, UNRWA, who helps Palestinians out in the Gaza Strip, turned out 12 of them reportedly were part of the terrorist attack on October 7th and still participating in Hamas operations. Why are they allowed to stay here? At the same time, ANRA, this same organization, is there to protect 
The agency's ability to deliver humanitarian assistance through the UN. Right. The UN has decided to fire and terminate the contracts of these 12 staffers, but now they're saying, wait a minute, it can't just be just 12. There's got to be a lot more than just 12. So this happened back in December. Tells you how they try to hide everything from me. Back in December, this is already a month ago, the State Department spokesman, Mark, Mark Miller, Matt Miller, responded to a report, this very report, that UN employees were taking part in Hamas operations against Israel. The people who are supposed to be the peacemakers. They had, I don't know if you remember, when I was growing up, they had the blue helmets, mm. and they used to go in war zones and kind of, hey, calm down, and let us bring some food in for these poor people that have nothing to do with this. They actually, I actually thought, wow, that's great. We have an organization that does that. No, they're all corrupt. UNRWA is providing life-saving work for Palestinians right now, uh, is essential. It is saving lives. Uh, the United States continues to be the largest donor to, of humanitarian access to the Palestinian people. Yeah, we not only have given them a little apartment there in, in Manhattan, but we contributed to them greatly. We pay them $114 million a year f- to keep that ugly-looking building there and hate our nation. So back in 2018, get this, Trump started cutting back on funding for ANRA because there were instrumental in using schools as terrorist recruitment centers in the Gaza Strip. Uh, Rightfully so. I'm glad he did that. Trump got wind of this and started cutting back, as as a matter of fact, cut cut funding off altogether, and all the liberals went crazy. The left freaked out. Because they love terrorists? No, but they're like, these guys are racist. He just hates Palestinians and everything. No. They were using schools as training grounds for terrorism against Israel. But this guy says, oh, no, we need to continue our humanitarian efforts. Uh, We continue to support UNRWA for the work that it's doing, and we'll continue to do it because they are, I will say, as I I said a moment ago, um, actually they're on the front lines. Oh, they are. That's for sure. (laughs) Finally, uh, Friday morning, uh, we're on the air and I get this voicemail. We don't have phones anymore here at the station. (laughs) We don't have a lot here. There's, yeah. there's, there's, there's or no, a vending machine, they unfortunately. They took our phones. They took everything. everything. Ever since COVID, everything's gone. So anyway, our phones are gone. So I used to have an outgoing message on my voicemail that said, hey, you're calling. Hi, this is Rick. I may use this on the air. So if mm-hmm. I got any complaints or anything good, I could play it on the air. Right. That's gone. So now we have this Zoom call with an automated voice. So... This woman calls this line, her name is Kim, and she does this big dissertation on how horrible I am, how vile and disgusting, and she's going to call the FCC. (laughs) And I'm thinking, okay, if she called the request line through implied um, consent, I could play her on the air, which we do sometimes. Right. Or if you send me an email or something like that, I can read your email. Right. This wasn't that. Then at the same time, that coupled with the fact that it sounded... Jill, you know, it sounded weird. Well, when I read the transcript, because it gives you a transcript in the email, and you had shown it, you said, oh, this is rich. Read this real quick. So I read it off your phone. And I was like, wow, she is seething, foaming at the mouth, angry. So I said to you, I think the first thing I said was, I really want to hear the actual voicemail because I'll bet you she's flipping out, going crazy. <laughs> and then I hear it, you had sent it to me, and I thought, that doesn't 
She didn't sound very angry. It almost sounded rehearsed, like she was reading it off a piece of paper. That's what it sounded like to me. Like, at the beginning, like, she was reading, had this well-prepared speech, but then by three-quarters of the way through, she starts getting mad at the Her insults just start slamming together, and before she can get too out of control, she just says, do your job. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was kind of disappointed. I wanted more from that voicemail. Right, so we can't air her voicemail, and even if I had it, I probably wouldn't air it because it just sounds off, so I decided to hire an actress, a friend of mine, Louise, who's an actress, and she did... Word for word, she read the voicemail, but she did it in more of a... How it should have been. Yeah, here it is. Hi, good morning. My name's Kim, and I live in Orlando, Florida. And sometimes in the morning when I wake up and go to work, I like to hear 80s music. And then I put on your station. And all you're doing is being a maggot moron. I mean, seriously, dude, obsessing about President Biden as you enjoy your paycheck from this great economy. Honest to God, you sound ridiculous. I've read your reviews, your complaints are astronomical, and I'm going to file with the FCC again because you're disgusting. You support a 91 indicted rapist traitor to America. Wanna be on there making fun of President Biden that has a stutter? I'm an independent voter and you're disgusting. It's not politics, what you're doing. You're speaking in MAGA terms. You're vile. You should not be on the radio. You should be playing music, doing your job, and staying neutral. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Have you read your reviews, you stupid idiot? Seriously, you're disgusting. Your show is disgusting and I hope more people complain because you're vile. You're a maggot. You seriously sound so ridiculous. Barking, 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 that vile orange stained traitor. Rapist talking points, you're vile. And I will be firing another complaint with the FCC as I did last year. Play music, DJ Radio Boy. Do your job. <laughs> that was way more than like what I expected. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you had a theory behind that. Well, we had uh, we have uh, you know when you're number one and and you're number one like we are where we're really crushing it and we really do appreciate that. It's just you know hey, right time, right place, a lot of luck. But um, we had some radio companies in this town coming after us. Yeah. One of them hates me so much and hates us collectively so much that she organized a stop ad order, which is there's no such thing, but that's what they called it. Basically, they would go uh, take clips of our show and send it to our clients and be like, is this the kind of stuff you want to advertise on? Here, I listen to this. And she said, and then it got very organized. Looks like there was more than one person involved. Right. And uh, we put a stop to that. Which is illegal, by the way. Yeah. So uh, that happened. But I know they're out there. So maybe, uh, and that was... A week or two ago, so I see that they've been stymied as far as that goes. So mm-hmm. maybe they're trying a new tactic. Might be. So I'm thinking she called on the voicemail line, and it's her trying to bait you to see if I would put it on the air, knowing what we do here. And I'm right. thinking, well, I'm not going to do that because I know that you didn't call the request line where we, we could get in trouble. You can't play somebody on the air without their permission unless you call the request line. We call the request line. We can certainly put it on the air, no problem. So that's what it, that's what in my mind I was thinking is that 
the way this phone call sounded so stilted, I thought, okay, this I'm gonna is... beat him, and then he's gonna get in trouble, and then he's gonna get fired, and I'm it's, gonna laugh. It's very House of Cards. <laughs> but regardless of that, I'm thinking, okay, maybe she called the FCC. I wondered how that went. Oh. FCC Complaint Center, what are you in a tizzy about? Hello, I'm calling from Orlando, Florida, and my name is Kim. How can I help, Karen? Really? You have a job? Yes, I have a job. And I'm calling so Rick Stacy loses his. Oh, I love Rick Stacy. What? He's a mega maggot moron. He supports a 91 times indicted orange stain traitorous rapist traitor. Rick is disgusting. His show is disgusting. And he's ridiculous with this barking, barking, barking. He should be supporting Joe Biden and enjoying his paycheck in this booming economy. Radio boy just needs to shut up! Hello? Hello? Ah, sorry, I had you on hold so I could stare out the window and contemplate my existence. Uh, go ahead, keep complaining, and be sure to call him Radio Boy again, because that's super original. How dare you! Have you read Rick's reviews? They're astronomical! He's vile! He should not be on the radio! He should be playing music and doing his job! And you should be too, FCC boy! I want to file an official complaint! I demand action! Now! Have you tried not listening? Because I haven't been listening to you and it works wonders. Ah! I demand you fire Rick Stacy immediately! What are you, some kind of member of the Deep State? Oh my god, did I just say Deep State? See? You're coming around. Keep listening to Rick. You know you love it. Bye, Karen. It's Kim. it. It's Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. We'll take a one-minute break and then come back for the debate. Get your fix at 1059sunnyfm.com. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. It's brought to you by All Electric Services. Well, according to this, most of today's youth have something called money dysmorphia. What does that mean? It means they have a distorted view of one's finances that could lead them to make poor decisions. You mean these kids don't know a value of a dollar? In other words, I got plenty of money in there. I can pay my bills. I can spend all this. Yeah, no, no, no. But you need to like have enough for like the next... What I didn't understand from a young age was I was living paycheck to paycheck, but I didn't realize that if you save this month, it carries over to the next month, and then you have a little buffer, which is nice in case something happens, something comes out you don't expect, or, you know, and it took me until I was a little bit older to go, yeah, you don't have to spend everything that's in your account. It says a survey found that 60% of millennials and 50% of Gen Zers have social media-driven desires to show off their wealth. So uh, I saw the same survey, and it also said that, yeah, so Gen Z... They're, this is over 50% of them. I know. Think they're going to become millionaires by being influencers. Right. No. Are you insane? They think that if they show off, oh, I can barely pay my rent and I'm eating ramen noodles for dinner, but if I have this Louis Vuitton bag, then maybe Louis Vuitton will pay me on social media and I'll get money from that. And really the irony in all this for Gen Zers that want this is that it's a lot of work. So Probably much. more work than the slacker job you have in your office. I uh, know someone that is is a legit, he's also on the radio, but he's a legit social media influencer. Very famous. He's been on all kinds of talk shows and he lives in New York. 
And um, his name's Corey. And he is followed on. He does all the food stuff. So if you see like a food hack, he'll be like, oh, and it's like next to him. And then he'll try it. And he's hilarious. And celebrities love him. He's got like Jared Leto and all kinds of athletes that come to his house to film these videos with him. Really? Yeah, because he's become really big. He's hilarious, though. The way he edits and the kind of stuff he does is so funny. But I remember hearing him talk saying it's hours and hours and hours. Oh, it's it's all the time. Uh, it's constant. It is constant. So to get to that level, it's you're not just sitting at home going, get ready with me to go out, watch me put my makeup on. It's so much more than that. Hello, yeah. you've reached the house of unrecognized talent. Please start after the... All right, so Rick, you have your Stanley Cup. Where is it? Over there? It's right here. I, I'm having problems with it. All right. You gotta well, take it back to the dealership. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna have it re- recoded. Well, Stanley cups. People are getting concerned because they are in the spotlight now over fears that they may contain lead. Well, yeah. is there a warranty or no? So videos on social media such as TikTok, people are like doing the little lead test um, because the it, it is sealed. So. Lead's used as part of the vacuum insulation, so it's covered by a stainless steel layer that protects you from, obviously, from the lead exposure, right? So their statement is, this is from Stanley, Right. rest assured that no lead is present on the surface of any Stanley product that comes into contact with the consumer, nor the contents of the product. So if the cup stays intact, they said, there is likely no lead exposure risk for any consumer. But if the bottom seal comes off- And you lick the inside. All bets are off. So- People are like, wait a minute, though, but lead is super toxic, so why are we... If a company has to rely on their product to remain perfectly intact for in order for it to be safe, so people are kind of panicking, but they did say that the base cap of the Stanley Cup does come off and it exposes the seal, which is rare. The cup is eligible. What they will do for you is they'll replace your cup. Uh, my problem is not necessarily that, although it concerns me. Uh, I don't have this problem with... Uh, Yeti? The, what's the Yetis. Uh, you can put Yeti ice in it, like I said, and leave it overnight. Leave it another two days, and it, the water's still cool two days later. Yep. But it still tastes like water. Yeah. Just, every time I have water in this cup overnight, it tastes like metal. Oh, see? That's a problem. You think that? I mean, Ooh. But I mean, see? both of them. I have two of them, so it's not like I dropped this one and it's yeah. compromised. I, they, this they, one isn't even a brand name. It's just a random tumbler. Yeah. And it's, ice will never melt in it. It's amazing. Really? And it ne- doesn't taste like metal. And I'm drinking out of a metal straw. Well, None Jill, of it you don't ever let anything like get hot enough to let it melt. What do you mean? No, sometimes I've left it in my car before. Wow. And I come back in, full thing of ice, ice cold water. Will it survive a fire? Let's go light your car on fire with the cup inside <laughs> and see not. what happens. That, like that lady with the Stanley Cup. Didn't your Stanley Cup was the only thing that lasted? Yeah. Why did they, why did they, when did these come so popular? I don't well, know. it's because they're lined with lead. That's why it's so f- safe in the fire. Just. I don't even know because it's the I see here's what I see coming out of middle school right and uh, high school might be different I don't think it is but here's what I see coming out of middle school it's you're either one of two things you have your hoodie with your little dress codes by the way that's a whole other subject but they have the shorts that are so short that you can't tell they're wearing pants it's just just, they just look like they're wearing a hoodie back in my day and it had to come out you girls would put their arms down to their sides that's how it was when I went to high school and it had to go beneath their fingertips absolutely but girls would all anytime they make them do the test, the girls are like shrugging. Yeah, but they don't do any of that now. So girls are coming out of middle school and they have the big hoodie on and they wear Crocs and they have their Stanley Cup and they and that's how that's that's what they look like. That's how that's the dressed. uniform. That's the uniform. Wow. The Stanley Cup matches whatever outfit they're wearing. Gotcha. Um, all right, moving on to this story. Janet y- Yam. Wow. Okay, I can't say this. Yaman. <laughs> yeah. Yamanaka. Yamanaka. Mello, she's 57 years old. She's under criminal investigation. You ready for this? She was stealing 
over time, it wound up being 130000 a year, but over time, she stole $100 million from what? the Army. Whoa. How? From the Army to spend on homes and cars and things like that. Um, let's see. When did this start? This was back in, tw- this is when she began. 2016, she created a bogus business called Child Health and Youth Lifelong Development. She claimed her business provided services to military members and their families through a 4-H program, but instead, she just pocketed all the money and furnished her own lifestyle. $100 million. She purchased 31 different real estate properties in Colorado, Maryland, New Mexico, Texas, and Washington, uh, along with other real estate. She splurged and purchased at least 80 vehicles. Um, Authorities seized about $18 million in cash from six different accounts. She was arrested in December, and she was charged with five counts of mail fraud. But the thing that's pissing people off is she's allowed to retire with full benefits. What? Yeah, they were saying um, she, she's obviously under criminal investigation. They're saying, her lawyer says, she earned her civil servant retirement package despite allegedly using the funds to purchase all the stuff that she purchased. Because people were saying, well, if you earned it through the job in which you stole all this stuff, then you shouldn't get that. And the government's like, well, one has nothing to do with the other. So she's retiring and she gets her all her benefits <sighs> and her whole retirement package. <laughs> Isn't that insane? A here from accounting telling me there's no such thing as the human fund. <laughs> well, there could be. <laughs> I know that uh, I had a personal problem like that. with. Uh, yeah. I own these two little radio stations in Gainesville, like 1987, and I was like 20-something, mm-hmm. and I was like, cool, I own two radio stations. So I went up there and I hired this, this general manager, mm-hmm. and the bookkeeper was already there. So then I got a job in Miami right after that. And, you know, I was 20-something. So, yeah, Miami, I'll go down. So I went down there. I left these two radio stations running here. The general manager that I hired ran them. Right. So over two years, he stole $96,000 and spent it on vacations with the bookkeeper that was there who made it possible. No. All right, ready? So then I leave Miami one day. I go up there and fire them both. And then I civilly sue them, right, for the money, Mm -hmm. which uh, got upended when he sued me for firing him. Without cause. Without but cause? You had the cause. Well, apparently the judge said there were two, just like you said just now. Two separate things? two separate things. No, he's stealing from you, which is so why you fired I him. I breached his contract, so I ended up not, not having to pay his contract. But I breached his contract by firing him for stealing $96,000, which I ended up having to pay over 10 years. Including my wait, student loan. that loved. was cause. You didn't fire him without cause. That was the cause. Uh, no, they put it off on the bookkeeper, and she was a she was oh. an hourly employee. No, no, it was. I, I'll tell you, this is the first time in my life that, and I was only twenty. Did any of them go to jail? No, no, go to jail. I went to jail. I had no food and money for like ten years. I just starved. I had to pay ninety six thousand dollars back to the IRS, and I had ten years to do it in. Oh my gosh! Well, this is Dude. this girl right here. That stole the hundred million from the army. She was released without bail. Without bail. Isn't that amazing? Without oh, bail. Come on. Hundred million dollars. Woo. So she is. I, they're trying to get a jury selection together now. Her trial starts February the twelfth. If she's found guilty, which who knows she will, um, she faces. Are you ready for this? What? If she's found guilty because of the amount of money she stole, she faces a maximum prison sentence of one hundred and forty-two years. 
She's not going to get it. But. Oh, dude. You know what's funny is that the government's like, hey, you can't take that money from us, but they have no problem taking it for you to spending on things that are uh-huh. just as frivolous. Let's see if hamsters really like to have sex while people are watching. $4 million <laughs> government grant. <laughs> you know, it's like the government does the same thing. Here, I'm going to take money out of your paycheck and spend it on something stupid that you probably don't want it to be spent on. Right. And this lady does it like, oh, we can't have you doing that. Prison. Where's All our right. cut? <laughs> yeah. And uh, finally, Super Bowl 58 happening on February the 11th. Here's he goes going. long and on his back to ice it is Marquez Valdez-Scantling for the second straight week. And there it is. The 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. Wow. So I watched all of the Kansas City Ravens game. And then I watched half of the Detroit game. When I went to bed, Detroit was in the lead, and I thought, Detroit's going. It's going to be this underdog versus last year's champions. What a game. And then uh, my husband comes to bed, and he's like, 49ers won. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, they came back. I'm like, holy uh, cow. Crap. You get nothing. Uh, you lose. Uh, I tell Good you this, day, though. sir. Travis Kelsey passed Jerry Rice's record for right. uh, the most receptions. He did great yesterday. He you, did. I, you, you can hate him because he's dating Taylor Swift, whatever. He's an incredible player. Yeah, he pulled some balls straight out of the air. I know. Um, but, you know, Bud Light, because Super Bowl, obviously, there's a lot of things. You don't have to love football to enjoy the Super Bowl. They do that on purpose. Um, there's entertainment. you got Reba McIntyre, Post Malone, and Usher. They're going to be a part of the Super Super Bowl. And then, of course, mm. the commercials. So, usually, Bud Light is one of the biggest clients oh. that spend during the Super Bowl. But they've been people boycotting Bud Light. So, they're coming back this year. Anheuser-Busch is trying so desperately to repair their image. They're not doing it with the dilly-dilly thing, are they? No, I think they're going to come back with the Clydesdale horses. No. Is my guess. Because everyone loved the horses. Yeah, but it didn't work when they tried this just a few months ago. I know. From anti-woke groups Those Bud Light cases Kid Rock had to shoot Stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Who's the stupid one now? With Jill and Smokestack. All right, so um, this guy, uh, you know, what is, what is, I don't understand. What's the matter? When I was a kid, none of this stuff happened. People weren't stealing stuff off other people's porches. I mean, we would do the thing where you put dog poop on there and you ring the bell and run. That was harmless. That was innocent. Yeah. Well, we'll go back to the old days where people left poop at your door. Yeah. I missed that. But anyway, good times were good. So in Denver, this uh, 
you know, pizza delivery guy uh, would go to the door of somebody's house, deliver the pizza, and then when they went back inside, he would take whatever was on the porch as far as packages go and stick them, stick them in his pizza delivery pouch. In this seven-minute surveillance video obtained by Fox 31, you can see a pizza delivery driver walking around apartments in the 900 block of Emerson Street. About four minutes later, he can be seen stuffing a package inside a pizza carrier before leaving and walking away. Just like trying to figure out what's going on. Anthony Torres was shocked to look back on his footage the next day to find his package swiped. It made me very nervous and kind of tell that he was truly trying to see what else was available. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is anybody else bothered by the fact that she says pizza carrier? Pizza. Pizza, like it's with S's instead of Z's. And it's carrier, carrier. Pizza, pizza carrier. Yeah, pizza. I want pizza. You guys want pizza party? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's see here. So, um, well, what? Well, okay, again, what is it? Meth? Man was arrested here in Florida. Happened on Wednesday. Hit a Circle K cashier in the forehead with a chocolate egg and then jumped over to the counter to pummel the victim. For reasons that are still unclear, John Mayhaus, 27, refused to let the store clerk, Edward Rodan, check him out. Instead, Mijas walked over to another employee, paid for his stuff, and then threw a chocolate egg towards the victim, hitting him square in the forehead. After being told to leave the store, Mayhas became irate, and according to cops, leaping over the counter so he could push and strike the victim's face, which was all chocolatey. Cadbury bunny burglar. That's right. A chocolate egg, that's your weapon? Like a soda would hurt more? University of Georgia students received a chilling welcome back to their dorms upon their return from winter break as a building called Oglethorpe House was found to be infested with bats. No! Probably carrying COVID. Many of the 500 residents have reported seeing dozens of huge bats with some posting photos and videos online. Administrators at the university say they're doing their best to get rid of the horde of flying Draculas. We expected it would take about three days to remove all the bats because the bats are so small and they're very good at hiding. Meanwhile, though, the odds are extremely low that Georgia Division of Natural Resources says they can make it zero bats. Here's a dime. Call Commissioner Gordon. (laughs) Wait a minute. Who are you? The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Children, get out of this room immediately. On 105.9 Sunny FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 